The more you know, the more you know, the more you know, it's the more you know. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the More You Noble Sports Podcast. Once again, we can't thank you guys enough for joining us. Uh, I am joined right here in the basement, the old handy-dandy basement, by my co-host, Caleb, as he is home from college. Yeah. And, and we're <laughs> off, and, we're, and obviously we can see what the U of I degree does for him. Uh, to be fair, right before we went on air, uh, as I was ready to hit record button... Uh, he looked at me and said, what the fuck, as he pointed at me, uh, because I am wearing a Mizzou baseball shirt. Um, probably something you will not see very often from me. However, one of my favorite students, one of my former players, uh, shout out to John Wag- Wags, Wagner, um, got me this shirt. I feel like I have to wear it. I've been asking for it. Caleb's going to be equally as pissed when uh, his cousin and my niece, Taryn, brings me an Alabama one. That's worse. It, it could be, but it, here, uh, let's be fair. There is one I will never wear. Duke? Boom. What if I went to Duke for grad school? I don't know that I... We, we had this discussion in my class the other day. And uh, I, I'm not sure I could do it. I'm not, I, I'm not sure if you went... I, I'm not even sure I could go to your graduation. What if I played baseball at Duke? Okay, here's the thing. If you could play baseball at Duke, couldn't you play at just about any other university? So if you, knowing my hatred for Duke, were to choose Duke over all other... Then, I mean, that's what, on you. One of the two schools that gave me scholarships were Duke and Carolina, but Duke gave me $10,000 more a year. To I would find a way to make up the $10,000 <laughs> to pay for you not to go to Duke. No, you tell me you're going to do it, and then I'd be paying for it. There's <laughs> <laughs> a potential. Also, for those of you um, who join us regular, which, by the way, numbers are doing very well, so thank you. Uh, continue to tell your friends. Bring a friend, tell a friend that I have stolen that. But I do like that as well. Bring a friend, tell a friend. Get them going. But for those of you who joined us last week, uh, we, we did call out Mother Nature. And it does feel like between the uh, cocktail of Benadryl, Sudafed, Rob- first of all, took, let, let's explain, took Robitussin cough medicine the other night. Did not know, and still don't know, maybe you can explain this kid. Why do we have maximum strength, nighttime, Robitussin? I don't know, I didn't buy it. Went, went to 3 a.m., my wife was not happy with my coughing. Got up, went upstairs to get cough medicine, which makes sense. Um, no glasses on, by the way, really do need those. Grabbed cough medicine, poured up a couple good shots. Uh, threw those down, cheers, everybody, threw those down. Uh, next thing I know, I woke up and had to go to work, and I was in another atmosphere. Yeah. I had to put my sunglasses on to drive to work at 6 a.m., and the poor people at Shivers, I probably didn't speak English to them. Yeah, I don't, I don't take the nighttime medicine ever. I didn't, didn't know it was a thing. <laughs> didn't know it was a thing. Now I know. <clears throat> Not sure it really helps, as you can tell, but it has crossed paths now and entered Caleb's world. So Mother Nature is not uh, welcomed here any longer. No. And it also ruined our plans for tonight, which was watching Cardinal Baseball. Yeah, yeah, which we're going to get to here in a minute. Um, yeah, Rain Out. Rain Out tonight. Uh, new Kendrick album. Talk to talk about <laughs> People on Twitter are not happy. No, I, I like it, actually. I, I'm going to be honest. I haven't listened to the whole thing. I've listened to, like, two songs, and uh, I have not sat down to listen to it, so I cannot formulate an opinion. Uh, the, the, the opinions seem to be mixed along gender lines, potentially. There's just criticisms on it, but that's everything nowadays. Just, I'm someone. I, I like Dave Chappelle. 
Like, I love Same used to go. I love Dave Chappelle, so um, uh, there's always controversy around the things that I like, I feel like. So take that with, with what, what you will. But it is nice to have Kendrick back making music. He's alive. If if we don't if we don't know that anymore, um, if we don't know that anymore, if, yeah, if we didn't know that he was alive or not anymore, in case you had forgotten, he's making another album this year too. Oh wow! wow. And then he's right. done. He said, "We'll see." That last two day, two years or something. Yeah. Well, you never know with those guys. He does make a whole lot of money. <laughs> so, <laughs> sorry guys, I am so sorry. All right, I am feeling way better on the mend. I know it doesn't sound great, but it is getting there. All right, so let's talk about this. Last time we talked to you guys, uh, Caleb here said we have to go four and two in the homestand. We went three and three. That was like my lowest expectation for the homestand. Four and two. Yeah. Uh, what were your expectations on losing two of three to the Baltimore Orioles? I wouldn't. I'm not going to say that I didn't think it was possible, but I mean, if you would have told me that we would have won the second game of the series and the third game would have been a bullpen day. I would have said that there is no way we would have lost. Like, even if our offense would have come out and laid an egg, like, I don't know how you get outscored by the Orioles. It's not even that you don't score enough. How do you give up more runs to that offense than your offense scores against that pitching? It's a pretty and rough it, offense. It almost doesn't even make any sense. Like, how do you – like, there's two factors in it. Their offense is garbage, absolutely horrible, and their pitching is worse. So how do they score more runs than you when you have three Hall of Famers in your lineup? Multiple All Stars, MVP, two MVP candidates last year, one front runner this year, young guys that are Tommy's playing well, Dylan Carlson's starting to look good. How does no? How does it not click at the same time for more than one game? I don't understand. How do you come out and score ten on a on a Wednesday night, and they come out the next day, twelve hours later, and look like a completely different team? Like what is the? <coughs> well, and then you add to it, then you come out the next day. Against the Giants. That's the and you, Giants, though. And you That's scored two runs. Slogan Webb. Then you, then you blanked the Giants for it, but then last night you come out and score 15. Uh, that, I think that is the concern. And, and I'm not, again, you and I zero in on the Cardinals. I think if you look around the league, you will see a lot of inconsistencies. For, for, for example, currently where we stand right now, May 16th, 2022, the team with the longest winning streak in baseball is the Detroit Tigers, and it's three. Uh, it does seem like there is a lot of inconsistent baseball being played by a lot of teams. And there are t- hundreds of factors for that. Whether or not it is the ball. Whether or not it is, hey, you got guys throwing, I mean, sunflower seeds up there. Like, they're throwing gas every m- minute of the day. Whether it's we're still doing launch angle. Whether it's the shift. Whatever you want to say, it does seem like there's a lot of inconsistent baseball being yeah, played. Yeah, but we're not playing good teams. Well, the Giants are good. And we took two the of three. The Giants aren't good. I'm over that narrative. I disagree. They're not good. Who's good in their lineup? Who? Okay, that's not the... But if you look at their record, their record is doggone good. Yeah, but I just look at their team, and when we play them, they don't seem very good. They're you could have said the out. exact same thing about that team last year. And, and I would have. I know. four of six. They, hey, They're not lot of, an intimidating team. Rodon's good. We shit on him. Tyler Webb's really good. Other than that, their pitching's fine. Logan their Webb. Bullp- Logan Webb, sorry. Their, um, their bullpen's fine. Um, their lineup is less than fine. It's not good at all. That's not a great baseball. Team. But they find ways to win. I don't know if that's Gabe Kapler. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't seen against the Cardinals. Hey, well, you're right. We have, and we. I feel like we played them very well last year. If we I remember, four and two. Yeah. So, but they won 107 games last year. But it's not right. the same team. It, it maybe there must be a matchup we have with them. Um, but they do play well outside of the Cardinals. I mean, it seems they lost like. probably their best player, and Brandon Crawford's not doing the same thing he did last year. 
So when you take those two out yeah, of Yeah, you, lo- you lose Bryant and you lose... I'm talking about Posey. And you lose Posey, right. And then you lose the um, the Brandon Crawford of last year is not this year. You do and have a so healthy that's, Brandon that's Belt, finally. Best, no, you don't. He's been hurt almost half the year. Well, that's true, but I mean he's back in the lineup now. And he had a, a career year last year. So if you're if those four guys... I mean, two of them are gone, so they're not going to do it. And Joey Bart's been god-awful. Um, he had a homer off Pujols last night. We'll talk about that later. But the, And then Brandon Crawford's just kind of average Brandon Crawford again. And then Brandon Belt's not very good. Like, he's okay against right. It, it does it's seem not like a good team. It does seem like it's smoke and mirrors, but I also, and we've talked about this, obviously, if you follow us on social media, I, I've been very outspoken lately about the inconsistencies of the I have so many questions about this team, where we sit right now. And where we sit right now, obviously, second place in the NL Central. Uh, the Brewers are not wanting to run away with it either. No. You know, uh, we are 19 and 15. It sure feels like we could easily be 22 and. 12, yeah. or better, but we're not, but we're not. Two and a half games out, uh, getting ready to play four with the Mets. Obviously, tonight's game rained out, but... The Brewers' offense has been consistently better than ours. It has. Significantly. Like, that's a problem, because you know their pitching's going to be better than ours. Both teams, both of us and the Brewers, 5-5 five and five in the left end. Hey, how about those Pirates sitting in third place? Yeah, they won a game while getting no hit, right? <laughs> yeah, they did. Um, they did. The, also, the Cardinals have the fifth-best run differential in baseball, which it wouldn't have shocked me if that was first. Just because they have so many games where they just absolutely dominate the other team. Right. So do, does this – okay, so I have a question. This happened last year as well, by the way, so I don't know – not as consistently. I don't think where we would just drop 8 to 15 runs on any given day. It can happen. Um, does that give you confidence that maybe they can find some middle ground of getting consistently 5, 6, 7? Or does it just – do you just think this is who they are? I don't it's know. Conti- hitting is not more contagious on any team than this team. Yeah. It's like coronavirus to this team. They will if someone if Tommy leads off the game with a double and Goldie hit, gets a bomb or something, they're going to score like twelve. But if someone just leads off with like a homer in the first three innings, that's probably all they're getting. And if they get down, it's probably over. It's just crazy to me. And they, yeah, I've never it, seen a team with less fight than this team, by the way. But yet they, but it's, but yet they talk about how they fight all the time. Because they fight, they're like a, it's like a tease nonstop. They they get very close. They get right to that precipice <coughs> of saying, okay, they can do this, but then they never do it. We should probably talk, get a little bit more focused and talk specifics. <laughs> well, we don't have to. We're okay. On the, um, on the team as a whole and where people stand. Well, we don't. I mean, I, I think this discussion needs to be had because I do think there are a lot of questions around the inconsistencies offensive-wise, and I don't know the answer. I, I, I want Harrison Bader to be great. I want Tyler O'Neill to return to 2021 form. Also, everybody, we're not sending him. Please stop. You're not sending them to the minor leagues. Why should you get there? They're, they're not signed. They're. N- I will repeat it. They're not sending him to the minor leagues right now. If this continues for three more months, I still don't think they're sending him to the minor leagues. If it continues for three more months, then we have a massive problem. But I don't see that. I, I hopefully don't see that happening. We saw Tyler bust out day one, game one. Look good. He's had moments of, of greatness, but you know. I think the arbitration stuff weighed on him heavier than. It- it, it sure could have. When you have a year, arbitration is tough. A lot of people don't understand how it works. Teams want to win the arbitration case at all costs. De- it ruined Dylan Batantis' career in New York, well, with the Yankees. Um, they go out there and they basically say how bad you are, that you shouldn't be able to make the money right. you want to make. And for Tyler O'Neill, the way he played last year, $4 million is nothing for what he would have right. earned if he was a free agent this year. Um, but they wanted to make a case that he was worth $3 million. 200000 or whatever it was. And that's what they got, so they won. And he has to sit there in a Zoom call, I believe, now since they got Yeah, I think that's how they do it. And listen to the team basically tell him how 
he's not consistently good enough to make that amount of money, which, like I said, is a small amount of money compared to how good he is. So they probably drilled him pretty hard. And I do think that weighed on him. I think he probably thought, one, that they were going to offer him a contract extension. Two, that they were going to maybe buy out his RBRs after they did it with Bader. And three, that if he put for $4 million, he probably thought that wasn't which a crazy high number to where they weren't going to even try and reach it. Mm-hmm. And the Cardinals are a file and trial team, which I hate. I hate that so much. But I think that weighed on him. I think when you start scuffling, and he obviously not very good before last <coughs> year in terms of who he was as a player, and then coming to be honestly a top 20 player in baseball last year. I mean, it was a fall from grace for the first couple weeks. And I think all those things have culminated into him really, you know, almost being shocked. And, the, and you start the year great, like you said, and then he's just fallen off the map. And couple that with the last Baltimore game where he had that blunder on the bases, struck out with bases loaded, and really nothing's been going right. Getting to the, the double play. Yeah, into the double play. He's hitting the seven double plays this year, hitting the ten all of last year. And it's just been a tough go of it. And the sport, this sport beats you down. It will beat you down. For a hundred of hundred and sixty-two games, it is the epic sport of failure. Yeah, and and he's going through it right now. But to send him down, right, to add that on top of all the things he's gone through to start this year, would be would be a, a drastic mistake. We it seems that it seems the Cardinals fans don't, can't see the nose despite their face. I think that's the phrase. But either it's way, cut off your nose despite your face. Yeah, okay, can't see the no beyond their nose. There we go. Can't see beyond their noses on their faces. Thank you for that. Um. Because they seem to forget what we did to Randall Gritchick here, what we did to Steven Piscotty, what we did to Tommy Pham, what we did to Colton Wallen in his first three years. I mean, Colton said he was at such a depression low point because he was scared to make any kind of mistakes, which makes you – you can't play sports at a at any level, let alone a professional level, Especially if you were scared to make a mistake because you're going to be on the train to Memphis. I think that was also coupled with his pickoff. In it was. Years. There were all sorts of things that led to that. But we have seen this with pitchers. We've seen it – them do it and ruin guys and then send them off and they have a whole lot of success because they're given time. You Tommy or Tommy Tyler is your left fielder. That's all there is to it. Yeah, he, he's your left fielder. He's going to get 500 at bats and that's what you want. He may be the best player on your team when he's right. And so that that we just have to stop that madness of oh we need to send him down to get right. No, that's the last thing you need to do right now. Also, Cardinal fans have such a and just all, all fan bases, not just Cardinal fans. Baseball's hard. If he started out this year and he hit, and he was on Nolan pace right now, and then he had this month, two weeks to a month stretch in the in in June, um, no one's saying send Tyler O'Neill down. <coughs> like, look at the players on the league. Corey Seager's struggling. Marcus Simeon struggling. Trevor Story has one homer, uh, and he's he's been horrible. Max Muncy. Max Muncy's been bad. I mean, Cody Bellinger's been bad for two years. He's not Co- been up triple yeah, one time. Yep, Yelich has been bad Yelich, for two years. Yelich, he's getting it together now, but he's been bad. The sport is hard. Yeah. John Carlos Stanton was dreadful for the first couple months in New York. They didn't send him down. Like, there's going it's to not be, even a thought. These people, there's, yeah, there's it's got to stop. There's going to be stretches in the sport where players don't perform well. And yeah, it's more glaring when your team's not backing him up and winning games. But if you're going to be a fan of a baseball team and you can't like rationalize in your head that failure is going to happen, then I don't know what you've been watching your whole life. It happens to everybody. Albert went through stretches where he wasn't great. Not as often because he's Albert Pujols, but he did. I mean, Goldschmidt was horrible for the first three weeks this year. And last year, remember, the first two months. The first two months he was bad. Yes. I mean, Nolan's gone through stretches. He's gone through one a little bit recently. He's broken out the last couple days. But he was going through a couple weeks where he wasn't doing very well. It's baseball. If you were to be consistently great, then you would be Ted Williams or Tony Gwynn. 
And guess how many of those guys there are? Two. Right. So it's not. It's just going to happen. And Tyler's mistakes have been glaring. But the thing is, there's not a player on this team that even when he's hitting like shit, that brings this, this still brings the value that he does. He he stops runners from getting an extra. Two time gold glover in the field. He's going to win another gold glove this year. He can steal bases. He runs faster than almost everyone in baseball. I mean, and even if someone makes a mistake, even if he's not hitting well, he can still hit over the fence. Correct. There is not one player on this team in this organization that can struggle. Maybe Harrison Bader. They can struggle offensively and still bring the amount of value that Tyler O'Neill can. So stop with this. That's my opinion on it. What he said. Uh, a couple things about what, what you have to like to see. The Pez factory is open for business. Yeah. And I'm here for it. I like Pez dispenser. Yeah, that's good, but I was just going to want – I think just dispenser. Pez dispenser. The Pez dispenser is oh, – yeah. But, he's been great. I yeah. mean, he's been shockingly good. <coughs> he's going to – if he does this for another couple of weeks, he's supplanted himself directly into the um, Rookie of the Year conversation. Okay, so let's talk about that. Okay, let's not talk about the rookie of the year. It's way too early for that. My pick with Joey Barr, you just said he sucked. I don't really like that, that, but that's okay. Um, but let's talk about that. When we went out and we signed Pujols and we signed Dickerson, you and I both were very to the point, I believe, on saying we're okay with it as long as it doesn't block our young talent. And that, at that time, what did hit? Like 120 in, my, in spring was, training? I think it was closer to something. Whatever. And Gorman hit like 120, right? Yeah, so, so both were struggling in spring training, which for some reason, and I again, you're seeing guys who haven't had the success that Tommy had. Tommy's struggled as well. We've seen Tommy play well. Um, but we're seeing that happen right now. All right? Uh, we're seeing the, the, the block. I, what do you do with Corey? Let's get to the point. Right now, the elephant in the room. What do you do with Corey Dickerson on this roster? I he's my he's a bench bat that comes in if I need a good at bat against a tough righty until we call up Nolan Gorman and then he's gone. Okay, can I ask you a question? Yeah. Who are you pinch hitting for in this lineup? Harrison Bader. In a big at bat late in the game where you need a walk. If say there's like second and third and there's two outs, I will take You're talking bottom out. nine. I'm talking like like last resort. But you need guys on the bench. I mean they're not gonna get many at bats with a DH, that's just how it is. But if there's ever a situation, I mean, him, Sosa, there would be guys I would take my chances with Corey Dickerson getting on base or doing something over that with him. Because he does take good at bats. <coughs> like, he doesn't, he doesn't have for power, but he's gotten some big hits. He's been there. He's done it. And he takes consistently good at bats. Even if it ends in a strikeout, he looks like, like that bat against Devin Williams early in the season. Like, that was a huge at bat, and it was really good. And I didn't, you can't convince me that, actually, we saw Bader couldn't do it. I, you can't convince me Amuno Sosa could do that. And it seems like he has less weaknesses that they can continuously exploit where he has no chance. So you rest. believe Dickerson gives you a better at bat late in the game than Eddie Sosa does right now? Oh, it's not even close. Okay. Eddie Sosa looks overpowered against good pitching. He had a good night last night. He wasn't facing good pitching. Okay. I mean, Rodon was Ro- I mean, he let's be honest here. Yeah, but that he was a guy who was going to win the Cy Young Rodon's last year. great, but he's just not, he just wasn't that the, yesterday. Like, he, if you, get a, if you bring a righty in and it's a really good pitcher with top-end velocity... Or even Max Scherzer, we'll see that in a couple of days. He's it's very unlikely for him to succeed. Well, my guess is with Scherzer on the bump here soon, you'll see Donovan at shortstop. Because I, I think last night you have Are to you? play. Yeah, I think so. I think he, what he's done deserves to be there. He's hitting three oh eight right now. I think he went over four against Scherzer last time he played. That's fine. That, that that's I mean whatever. Uh, most most guys do. That's what I'm saying. I don't know right. how much I'm just saying I think I think you almost have to platoon them. Sosa plays against lefties and Donovan against righties right now. You can't do that because then Sosa's going to play once every two weeks. 
That's I guess that's true. But then, how do you tell Brendan Donovan who's sitting three hundred eight that you don't you're have gonna... to tell him he's a rookie? They don't care. Like, whoa, whoa, no. they don't care. Okay, but they oh, I, yeah, the I organization. Mean the organization does not give a shit. If but but what are we? Tra- but he's not bad. I said mad. Oh, he's playing good defense and he's hitting three hundred on a team that consistently lacks offense. How do you not just play him there? I'm not arguing against Brendan Donovan starting. I'm arguing what the organization is going to do and what I've seen. Ah, uh, well, that's always a t- see. That's the problem. That what you just said is how we always have to preface everything with this organization. Here's logically what should happen, and here's what's better for the team. However, here's what the team will do. Okay. It goes back to the signing Max Scherzer before or this year. I have a question, by the way. This is just on the Brendan Donovan um, thing. Is he maybe going to be what we wanted Gorman to be? Not power-wise, but, I mean, 197 OPS plus in 26 at-bats. Very small sample size. But, I mean, the dude is a 1,000 OPS. Well, he's hit at every level. So if you, so what's the rush, honestly, at this point to bring up Gorman if he's going to be performing like this? And he brings you more positional versatility. Yeah. Now, that's the problem I also have is he plays outfield. He plays shortstop now. He plays second. He can play third. He can play first. Corey Dickerson um, can do half of those things. Not even. And he's not as good. So let me ask you. Let me. Let me. I wasn't this, done with my point. Oh, whoa! I didn't even get get the issue I have. Why is he Corey Dickerson on this team? If you can just have him fill that role, but be more valuable, and have Nolan Gorman up here, which goes back to one of my like kind of the second elephant in the room. How do we not know how good the, these guys are that we have? Like the minor leaguers are hard to. I mean, look at Jared Kelnick. Yeah, They're hard I, to I get it. Out. But why did we? It, to me, it felt like there was no need to sign Corey Dickerson. No, but it seemed like – here was my thing. If he's going to be on the bench and just be a bench bat and be what we were going to have Lars be, then fine. But you cannot just put him in the lineup to put him in the lineup. Right. And same with Albert Pujols. Uh, he should not be – he had a good day yesterday. He should not ever have enough bat against a righty. Yeah, it was once. fun last night getting to see him pitch for the first yeah, time fine. in Major League Baseball. That was – hey, when you're up 15-2, to two, you get to do things like that. Yeah, that was cool. But when there's a righty on the mound, unless you're up like by 12 like they were right. yesterday, he's just shouldn't be I agree. Lineup. I agree. He just shouldn't be hitting. Well, he's and for the most part, he hasn't been. That's not true. Well, if he lately. starts, he's in the game the whole game. Yepes has been DHing most most of the time. Yeah, I guess righties. I'm saying if there's a lefty on the mound and we do what we're <coughs> going to do against right. lefties, which is get them out early, unless it's a lefty for the Orioles, um, then... Like, why is he still in the game? Yeah, very, very good question. It's almost like they're scared to take him out. We have four bench bats. Fine. Yeah. Enough. Um, anyway, cool moment last night to get to see Albert pitch. Look, you, I don't necessarily love players p- uh, pitching, but it always is fun to get to see, especially for Albert, first time in his career in a game where you're blowing them out. It felt like a good moment to do so. Evidently, it was going to be Corey Dickerson who was going to pitch. And Albert said, I'll go do it. And so they put Albert out to do it. And he used, uh, who was the pitcher's glove? That, Drew Verhagen. Yeah, Verhagen's glove out there on the mount bump. That's why he gave cool. up three bombs. Yeah, it could have been. I was worried. The whole time all I was thinking was, this is cool, but what if they hit a liner right back at him? Right. Yeah, there are a lot of questions. When you're throwing 55-mile-per-hour fastball. It was cool. Me. I was getting worried that we were going to have to use an actual pitcher and it was going to get Yeah, close. after the bombs that he gave up. But, yeah, it was um, cool. But, but a cool was, moment at Bush. I said, when, you're, when you were outing people on national TV, after I had come out, uh, quite loudly on social media and said, what are we doing with this lineup? I did not know what I was talking he was about. Great. So, and you know who's been really good? Yachty, which yeah. kind of worries me because now they're batting him sixth again. Yes, that is, like, should not happen. We have three hitters on this team that are perfect six hitters. Yeah. Put one of them there. Yeah. Tommy um, should be leading off, so just take him out of the equation. Carlson and Bader are like 
prototypical six hitter. Right, fast guys who start your lineup. And when over. Tyler's back, also right now should yeah. be a six hitter. Please don't do this. I know. Please I know. just don't do it. I know. Yachty's a perfect seven hitter on this team. Yes, perfect. Or eight. Him seven. No seven. He could hit eight. I like seven, and I like having Sosa and Bader down to eight nine. Yeah, because that gives you speed. And then Carlson slides in at six. It's freaking perfect, Dad. Yeah, that's like almost a perfect lineup right there. Yeah, in terms of how you want to build it up. You can bet eight or eight, bait eight or eight, eight, and you can bet Sosa nine. And honestly, with the nine that we're starting, or Donovan, wherever you want to put him, that's like <coughs> as perfect as you can draw up the lineup right now. So if please just do it. Nolan Gorman hits what number fifteen last night? Fourteen. Fourteen. No, he hit fourteen. And Gomez hit fifteen uh, for Double A yesterday, and what a what a uh, start he's had to the season in Springfield. What um, does he play? Ah, you're probably right, but I. It, I still want to see Nolan Gorman on this team, but I understand it. Uh, I, st- I still believe your upside is higher with Tommy at short and Nolan at second and Yep is DHing than it is with Donovan or Eddie at short and Tommy at second. You but, think, but you, know, you know, the only whatever. thing that might make sense here is that they want to trade Nolan Gorman. And here's why I say that. If you bring Nolan Gorman up and he, and struggles. he struggles, you can't trade him for the same value. If why you would keep they? Him down because they love Tommy Edmond. And here's the thing, if you're okay. not willing to Okay, stop. If you're not willing to put Tommy Edmund at shortstop right now, then you're never willing to do it, which then means that Nolan Gorman has no spot on this team. No spot. Which we talked about last time, but let me ask you this. I'm Higher not, ceiling, Nolan Gorman or Tommy Edmund? Um well, Oh, Nolan, there shouldn't even no, been a Nolan there. Gorman has a higher ceiling, but who has a lower floor? Significantly, we don't know that because yes, we haven't. We no, we don't. We haven't seen Tommy. We know Tommy's floor is still a very, very productive baseball player. But we don't know what Nolan's floor is because we haven't seen it. We know that his floor could be one of those minor leagues that comes up and strikes out forty percent of the time. But we don't know that. That's we, his floor. That means the worst he can possibly be. We know that's what it is because we've seen what he's done in the minor leagues, and we've seen players that strike out a lot that come to the major leagues and don't do well. It gets harder. It's not easier. Except most of your. A lot of your major leaguers will say they way preferred hitting at the major league level than that's the AAA level. That's true, and I'm level. not saying that's what Gorman's going to be, but that is a possibility, and you can't ignore it. I understand that. So if they're keeping him down there, that's my worry. That's so not my what? hope. My worry is that that is why they are doing it. Oh, my God. Because that would make sense, more so than them saying we're not just going to call so if that's it, Then they are so tone deaf if they're dealing one of their top prospects who is. It depends on who they get. Because if you get a legit, legit guy, then yeah, fine. If what, that's not what? Sander Bogarts. So who is it? Not him. Okay, that's not, that wasn't what I... I didn't say who wasn't Could you it. imagine... Who is it? Could you imagine them saying that we can't move Tommy over to shortstop and then trade for a guy that, without a doubt in my mind, would be way worse at shortstop than Tommy Eden? Like, way worse. Now, you and get the massive offensive upside, but it's not. that's not going to happen. So move on past that. What do you mean? It's happened before. We're not trading for Xander Bogarts. Because, oh, no. So that's not Which, even going to happen. Honestly, I think we should, but it should be a Burleson and a couple guys like that, um, just for this year. Okay, well, there, that, but that's not who Boston's going to want. They, I mean, what, what are they going to want? Then nothing? Because then he's going to go for nothing. Well, they're going to trade him, but somebody will overpay. No, they won't. Who overpays for 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 rentals? Who? I mean, I'd have to look. No one. Over. Look at what Trey Turner and Max Scherzer, two of the top 20 players in baseball went for. Well, they went two for. Two prospects. Yeah, That's but, only because Trey Turner had a year extra. But two of the year. top five prospects on the Dodgers team, which are two top 10 prospects in baseball. They weren't top 10. Well, top 20. But the same. But what I'm saying so is it's the not only like reason it was they like went for that, Alec Burleson. The only reason it was like that is because Trey Turner had an extra year on his deal. He had one more year. If he had, if he did it, and it wasn't both two superstars, yeah, that's yeah, interesting. You put that in the one. I mean, you can. There's going to be no one is going to give them a number one prospect for a Xander Bogarts rental for half a season. <coughs> yeah, 
for a guy that's going to be a free agent and going to get significantly overpaid. And God, I hope we don't give him a contract. I don't. They, they're not going to. I don't think. If they wasted this free agent shortstop market to go for a thirty-year-old that's declined defensively since he was nineteen years old, I am going to blow again. I just, I just can't move past the the point of what we're scared about trying Tommy. Now, evidently, he is practicing there quite a bit. But what are we scared of? Who's more athletic, Tommy Edmund or Brendan Donovan? Tommy Edmund. How, how Brendan Donovan's played like 50 innings at shortstop in the minor leagues, and he's athletic enough to wear his transition. Do you notice him when he's out there? Either no. way, no, you don't. Well, he, I said all along. I'm not done. He makes every play, and he doesn't and he doesn't do anything spectacular, but he doesn't do anything bad. If you're athletic and you've been an infielder your whole life and a shortstop, by the way, which almost every infielder in baseball was at one time then the transition would be seamless, and you wouldn't notice it. Do you lose some de- defense at second base? Yeah, but the defense we haven't won a game defensively, really. We lose games because of our offense. That happens significantly. So I don't get, I don't get it. It's just an excuse. Like That's what we got to take it as, is that they're finding an excuse to do whatever they're doing with Nolan Gorman. And I don't know what that is, but it's not, they don't actually believe it because there's no way they're that stupid. I don't know, dude. No I way. honestly don't know anymore. How do you say that you're worried about defense and then put a guy that never played shortstop at shortstop? Well, that was my question was how do you say you're worried about when you choose winning and then that day you put Yepes in left field over Tyler O'Neill? Could you think of a more perfect- Like that's what I'm saying. So in the same day that you said, I choose defense, I choose Paul DeYoung, you put Juan Yepes in left field. So no, you don't choose defense. and that, Not the point. If you're going to put your best defensive lineup out there, it's, it's Tyler O'Neill in left field, yeah. or it's Corey Dickerson in out there. That's it. And here's what I don't understand. How can you not be okay with having eight good defensive positions? You don't need nine. And with the shift right now, like, come on. Yeah, they can position him wherever, and Tommy's arm's not weak by any means. It's just confusing to me. Because could you think of a more perfect scenario to try a player at a new position than a game in May against the Baltimore Orioles I, where both of your shortstops aren't up with the team? Yeah. There was not a more perfect position to put Tommy at shortstop yeah, and see what It just happens. tells you that, that the they fact, are so stubborn they're not going to do it. The fact that they didn't do it, it's almost like they're saying, hey, fans that think we should do this, we're not doing it. it. That is exactly what it feels like. I'm not saying that's what it is. I am saying that's what it feels like. They're being stubborn to a fault, though. They have, he has played one inning over there. I know. You can't give him one game. And guess what? If he looks bad, like atrocious, which he won it because he's just incredibly talented. But if he did... Then you have eight innings to put him to second base and move Donovan to the shortstop. Correct. Correct. Like at least see what it looks like and see if you give him two games there and he looks good. Then when you, if you ever want to call Gorman up, then you have the opportunity. Hey, okay, we have that option. But here's what it seems to me: if Tommy Edmond would have gone over there and played fantastic and made highlight reel plays or whatever, then the pressure of them calling Gorman up it ramps up significantly, and I don't think they wanted that. But what? Okay, again. Why, okay, I, can't give you I, I don't understand, as someone who, who again, coached high school baseball, I wanted to win every game, and I wanted to put my guys in the best position to win every game. You can't tell me that you believe that's the best line. Like, okay, let's go to this question. If you're Mo, right, and I, I don't want you to think like Mo. I want you to think like Kaylee. I can't even think like Mo. But what, what would you be doing right now with this team? I would be... Um, I mean, my lineup would be consistently. I I put Nolan Gorman at second base. Actually, right now, what I would do since Donovan is playing very well, I'd put Tommy at shortstop and Donovan at second every day. And if Tommy looks good over there, then you see your option for Nolan Gorman to be called up. And at this point, I think Donovan's earned his at bats, so you have time to see. Hey, does this look good before you call Nolan Gorman up? And then if it looks good, like I think it will, he'd be up. 
just simply he'd be up. I mean, look at all these teams around the league. The Royals are calling up MJ Melendez. Like, they're not even trying to win this year. Are we? Calling them up. So let me add to it. Are we a better team with Nolan Gorman at Memphis or in St. Louis? I mean, that remains to be seen. But I like, I like what Brandon Donovan's been doing. So I think you have time to at least give Tommy a chance to see what he does at second base. And I would give him <coughs> probably a week, maybe even two at shortstop every day to see how he handles it. Because if he goes up there for the first couple of days and looks shaky, that's understandable. But if he can settle in there, which, by the way, he played shortstop last year and looked really good. He made it like two diving plays. And then, you, and then I call up Gorman. And, I, and if you want, and if Tyler can to struggle or Dylan needs a day off, you can put Yepes in the outfield, you can put Gorman at DH, and then you can give Donovan more bats. You, right. you have so many options. You, I, or you can just put Donovan in the outfield. But, but, but we're struggling because we have Dickerson and Pujols on that roster. Now, you need Pujols against lefties. I, no, you don't. Well, he is, he is killing them. He is killing lefties. I am fine with what Albert Pujols is doing against lefties. I'm saying you don't need him. I get it, but I'm fine with it. The one we don't need is Corey Dickerson. Let's be honest. No. Let's just be no. honest. And also, it, it almost feels like, to me, conspiracy theory, guy putting the tinfoil hat on, that they're almost waiting and praying for Gorman to go cold, and he hasn't. He's, he's gone been better the last week. So it's almost like they're waiting, and then they can say, well, see, we, we said that was a hot streak, he's not ready. But he just keeps hitting. He's slugging 645. Um, but we, he has cooled off a little bit, but, I mean, he had, 12 homers in a month. He's going to cool off. He has 15 jets. He might get to 20 before the middle of June. Yes. Like, that's a legit a He might get to 20 by the end of May. I don't think so, but maybe. I mean, he could. If he does that, there's no way you can continue kidding him. But that. they, but. And there is a possible, here's the thing, Dad, to me that's so frustrating, is if you think of the versatility and options of this team you could have, if you have Yepes, Gorman, Donovan, and Sosa all up here. Agreed. I mean, the team, now, you could, not only could you give guys days off, you could have legitimately two lineups on any given day, that would be very, very competitive. Not Every to, single day. Not to mention, whomever is on the bench gives you instant, potentially instant offense. And all those guys can run pretty well. Yes. So you've got guys that can come in. You've got guys that can play multiple positions. I, Sosa can play all over the infield. I, and you cannot convince me that he couldn't play the outfield if you need him to. You've got Yepes who can play outfield first. Third, by the way, if you need to give Nolan a day off. Donovan can play everywhere on the field. Tommy can play everywhere on the field. I mean, Gorman can play second and third. I'm, I think he can probably play the outfield. I guarantee he can play the outfield. So you've got all this versatility and all these options for a team where you legitimately, some guy goes cold, you've got three guys you can plug in for him at any given it time. It just sure feels like Mo and the boys got caught with their pants down on this one by signing two aging guys who are at the end of their careers who really don't bring a ton of upside. And now they've got three guys banging on the door, and they don't know what, they, they don't know what to do. That's what I feel like. I feel like they are running in circles chasing their tails and don't know what to do. And at every corner, they're just making terrible decisions. Do you think they're worried that they have 160 or $170 million payroll, whatever it is, and that they're about to have – and if they end up cutting Corey Dickerson, which I think is inevitable, they're going to have to do it at some point. That's $20 million with Paul DeYoung and him that they're not even using on their team. And it's going to be $30 million. No, because Dickerson's not going to be here. But twenty-five next year because the Young's contract goes up. To $25 million. That's what Trevor Story got. <coughs> a guy that's been an MVP candidate four times. And an all-star three times. What do you say? What is, what is Dion's contract next year? Isn't it like 20-something? I don't remember. Let me look that up. But I, I, it just sure feels like they are late on everything. And I don't understand it. Oh, he's on, no, never mind. He's only do $10 million. Okay, that's what I was going to say. I think you're way off. But okay. either way. Either way, though. Like, also, still, here's the thing. $10 million. Fans... Everybody, the goal is to win the game. Every game. And if you, it, whatever your 26 on your bench are, need to be your Team. best 
Well, I'm talking about as a team in the dugout. Yeah. Your best 26 every night. Unless and you, you can't tell me that Corey Dickerson is one of our best organizations 26. No. You just can't. But I also don't think that's true necessarily because I wouldn't bring up a minor leaguer to sit on the bench. So even if I, he's better than your bench options, there's no reason to do that. I'm not arguing that. My, I would have Tommy at short every day and Nolan at second every day. Then, and then if you need to get Brendan Gorman in there, Brendan you Donovan. put him Brendan Donovan, you can put him in to rest people. You can start, yeah, whatever you need. The success of Brendan Donovan and Juan Yepes has very, very much so complicated the Nolan Gorman situation. Yeah. To like a degree that I didn't see coming. I, yeah, I think and you're I want right. him to succeed. I do. So I don't root against him, but I do want to see Nolan Gorman in the big leagues. I don't know what they do. I, I, I don't like, either. I don't know what you can't. You can't stop giving Yepes at bats. He's been the best hitter on the team over the last two weeks. Brennan Donovan's probably been the second best hitter on the team, over, other than Goldie, maybe. So top five. I don't know what you do. You have to trade somebody. I'm sorry. But there comes a point <coughs> where there are guys, guys out I'm there. So sorry. There are teams out there rebuilding with some guys that you could use that would love to have a Brendan Donovan, would love to have a guy like that uh, alongside some minor league prospects, a Zach Thompson or something of that nature. Like, there are teams out there that would make a deal. I don't know if I said this just to you in a conversation or if I said it to a friend of mine or if I said it on the podcast last time. I forget. I blame the maximum strength PM Robitussin for all everything that goes wrong. But it feels like they're stockpiling all of their young talent like a fantasy team or like you're collecting baseball cards because they're scared of what happened with the Randy Rosarina. Which, can we talk, by the way, all three of our outfielders are better than him. I'm uh, that's okay. I know, I, I'm not a, talking about no, that. No, that's the biggest. That's a bigger problem. Is that it worked? Right. You did it. You succeeded. Right. Yeah, right. Randy was great. He was very balanced for one postseason. But they are cons- anyone rookie of the year. Yeah, but he was like. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm just saying. He did. But they are. Con- I I have a feeling they are concerned about it. They're concerned about when they traded Alcantara and Zach Gallen. That was legit. I think they're concerned about. Oh, we'd rather have them all just stay in Memphis than trade them to help the big. Club or have them help the big. It's I don't I don't understand then it. Here's what it's, they a, should, it's a flawed and philosophy. And if that's the case, Dad, if you're worried about trading talent because you're worried that they're going to go other places and be like, oh shit, we lost this one. Which, by the way, it's going to happen. Teams lose trades, and we have won a whole lot of trades. Yeah, we've won almost everyone. Look at Nolan Arenado and Paul Goldschmidt, and, and everyone. Matt Holiday and all, you yeah, know, but we didn't trade for him. Anyone super like incredible for Matt Holiday? That's why I'm saying we won uh, either yeah, way. We won that trade. Thing. If that is the case then isn't that more of a reason to call up Nolan Gorman and see what he is before you decide to trade him? One would think. Also, we won the Matt Adams trade. Let's trading. be honest. Oh, yeah. But that, was, not, that yeah. was just a throw in the dark. I'm kidding. But I, don't, I just don't think that – and I don't think they're going to trade him, and I don't know if that's their plan. But you've gone to a point now where you've got all these guys. You only have nine spots on the field. Eight yeah. spots, sorry, for and a DH, so nine. You can't have – and they've done a good job. They have a lot of talent in this organization. A lot they of high do. talent. They do. But use it. Either use it on the field or use it in a trade to get right. someone on the 100%. field. 100%. That's, it's th- that simple. Yep. That's I why mean, you have it. That's why you ha- develop players. You can't convince me that if the Dodgers front office had this team, it wouldn't be a hundred and something win team ever. And, hey, hey, again, if we are right in the thick of it, come trade deadline, maybe we see them. And they're For the be. first time in a long, long time, pull a trade deadline deal that is a, a, an, a, one of those wow trades. So, But here's the thing, Dad. The problem is... Our outfield's set, so we're not getting an outfielder. Right now, our DH spot's set. We'll see what Yepes becomes. He could struggle. That's very possible. Um, our corner infielders are set. Tommy's not going anywhere. So there's one spot on the field. There's also, and then you've got an Owen Gorman. There's so, also pitching. You can always look for pitching at the trade deadline. Yeah, you can. So there's always that. Like, our rotation could use an upgrade. Yeah, Jack Flaherty. 
I, I get it, but it doesn't mean that you don't go out and get a number two to Jack Flaherty. That's what I'm saying. We have that right now. Miles Michaelis. Uh, okay, again, if there is somebody available There's that makes that is a I mean, come on, let's relax. I know yes. I like our rotation a lot. Though. I do too. I That's really not, like it. Okay. Now what I'm saying, come July thirty first, if there's an arm that's available that takes you to the over the the top, you have to go out and, and try to get that on. I agree, but you have to. Where they ever gotten a piece just because they wanted to ensure things, but they just get pieces because they have to. Well, again, we don't know what Matt's is going to end up. We hope he's great. We don't know what Dakota Hudson is going to end up. Um, Jordan Hicks is still on three innings, so he we went, just he, don't know. He went five last game. He went five. I believe. I don't think it was so. at least four and a third. It was at least four and some change. But either way. Maybe that's the case. Maybe there's something there. The pro- hey, maybe it's uh, Carlos Correa. Maybe they also said, by the way, on the Jordan Hicks news, um, he this next start coming up against the Mets will be his last one on a pitch limit, and then it's if he looks good, he stays in. If he doesn't, he comes out. So we're about to see in the next two weeks um, what he's going to be. What, what's going to and also uh, bad news on the Reyes front as he shut down. We I, I hey tease and peace, Alex that's Reyes. I just am worried that we're not going to see Alex Reyes again in a Cardinal. I don't want to put that in the way. Well, I, you don't have to. I will. Why? I, because I'm worried. That is a concern. Mike Schilt ruined him. That he, well, it was I mean, it there was were him. other people who were telling Mike Schilt to use no, him. No one tells people how to manage in game. They don't call down to him. It was him. I'm, I he think He did the same fair. with Gio Gallegos. And thank God for Ali Marmol having a brain and noticing that with Gio Gallegos, saying he pitched a hell of a lot last year, and Hennessy Cabrera, and saying, we're probably not going to pitch him as much yeah. early on in the year. Great move by him so far to doing that. How Even long? Got us a game uh, before we get to the Mets series, as we return to Gotham for the, f- well, I'll set that up in a minute. Pitch five exactly. Okay, That's well, five. I was wrong. Okay, um, how long do we continue to go with TJ McFarland? Yeah, I think he's earned a little bit of a leash. Has he? A little bit, not too much. But I think you give him, get him out there a couple times, a couple more times to see what happens. You don't have a better option. Is it Matt Libertor? No, you don't ruin his. You don't. You don't bring him up to be a one inning guy right now while he's still. And he's been bad his last couple starts. He was good last. He was great last. Well, okay, the yeah. one before that. No, you don't ruin his development to come up be a one inning guy. So May. maybe at the trade deadline, that's a guy you look for as yeah. a lefty. And they, uh, yeah, I mean Jake Deacon was a guy I wanted. I mean, you know, and guy. maybe there's also a closer guy, like a legit guy at the end of the bullpen. I don't know who's going to be out there. That's the thing. I think we have a legit closer. We might Ryan Helsley. We might, but we don't know that yet. So we might. We don't. Uh, know. We'll see. This we we'll also have Jordan Hicks. We have Henesis. We have Gallegos. They can't come out and say that Jordan Hicks is. In so, there so you, so you think we're we're destined for a six man rotation? I don't know. I mean, we'll see. It's going to be interesting. I've, I'm on record of saying I think Jordan Hicks would be the best starter on this team. I still believe that. Once his, I still think. I mean, people don't realize these starts he's made are spring training starts, right. basically. So when you're like, oh, Jordan Hicks is only going five. Well, first off, that's a pitch count, and second off, he's not ramped up at all. So when you get to mid, if we get to July and Jordan Hicks is healthy. We said it again. If he's healthy... Yeah, he, we, I, we outlawed well, that Well, that's on a the big show. part of it. If, if, with Jordan Hicks, you have to mention it. If he's healthy and he's making his full starts like he can, I, I mean, that's a guy that can go out there and just absolutely dominate a baseball game at any time. At any time. So, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. Yeah, I'm glad I don't have to make this. Actually, no, I'm not, because I would make way better decisions. But, Hudson did pitch well the other night, by the way. We have to give him props. I can't stand watching that guy pitch. Yeah. I, I like him. I'm a big him. fan. I, he's but, good, and I like him as a person. He was really nice to me when I met him one time. But he he works slow as shit. Yeah, I hate he that. He throws six pitches to every batter. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. I've never seen a secret ball in my life. I mean, Wainwright needs to get in his ear. Him and Jack both. Because those two are both human rain delays at times. And 
The pitch clock Especially might be, Jack. The pitch clock's either going to be really good for Dakota Hudson or yeah, really bad. Right. I agree. I agree. Okay, well, let's get let's let's get to the the upcoming series. Uh, we return to Gotham, first time since the brawl. Let's start there. Do you expect any fireworks over this next four game series? No, I don't. no. Okay, I don't think so. I don't think the Cardinals, the Cardinals aren't an organization that throws at people. No, no. Okay, so so that's what I'm saying. So I don't think that's going to come. And here's the thing: if if one our pitchers aren't all the most control controllable. Pitchers controlling. I don't know the word, but they don't control the ball the best. Someone's going to get hit, and a yes. four-game set is going to happen. And if they keep bitching about it, um, the Mets, then maybe we'll see something. Because pitchers are going to start to get frustrated. Like, hey, we're going to come inside on Pete Alonso. That's where we're not going to let him get extended on a fastball because you're mad. Um, we're going to come inside on Francisco Lindor. All these guys, all their hitters, first off, get get hit a lot. All of them. Um, they're all powerful hitters when you throw pitches over the plate. So they're going to come inside on them, and they're going to get hit. It's just part of baseball. I don't know. I don't. I, part of me thinks no. If they try and hit one of our players again, yes, we will. The thing that I'm really intrigued about is what does Stubby Clapp say to Pete Alonso when he runs out there in the first inning? Right, right. That's a – oh, that's going to be awkward. I, I think Stubby's probably like, hey, I'm sorry. I was a heat of the moment thing. That's my anticipation. Yeah. He's a professional. He'll probably – What if Pete Alonso just comes running out and tackles him? <laughs> He's like, like, like full-on grabs him and just like... From all accounts as well, Peter Alonso is a great dude as well. So I think, I think they'll probably be fine. Um, but I don't expect anything. Would it surprise me? No. But also, I don't, think, I don't want any of our players to get suspended again. I don't, we don't need that right now. And both teams right now need, need these wins. The Mets haven't been great lately. Yeah. And the Cardinals I mean, haven't really been... They've been weird. So game rained out Monday night. Uh, game one tomorrow, Matt, who's been up and down. You don't know what you're going to get. do you expect fireworks? I don't know. I don't know. I want them. I'm here for them. I don't want any of our players to get suspended. I don't either, but I'm I here hurt. for it. Like, that's the risk you Well, take. obviously, I don't want anybody to get hurt. But if you're throwing at people, that's a very possible risk. <coughs> and I just don't, I don't... I like it. I like brawls, personally. It's exciting, and I think it's good for the sport, even though the league will tell you it's not. Um, I just don't think... It seems like every time we expect fireworks, we yeah, don't get Yeah, probably, them. probably. You know, it's never when you expect it. And you got Buck and you got Ollie. Like, I, I don't know that you'll well, see Buck's that. Well, Buck's the reason. Oh, by the way, I one, one more thing before we move on to Matt's, who we were about to talk about, right? Or yeah, Matt's. Matt's. Um, Max Scherzer's a dick. And I'm off the train of Max Scherzer. I'm selling my Funko Pop. I'm off the train. Did you see what he did the other day? When he got so, kicked out? No, so some, no, that's fine. So some guy, some kid was... Going out to throw the first pitch, he was probably like twelve. Oh, I saw that. And the they the team the um people were late. It wasn't the kid's fault. And he got on the mound. Well, didn't acknowledge him at all. Didn't say anything to him. And just threw his warm up pitches. Didn't let the kid throw a pitch. What if cocky douchebag? Well, are, now no. wouldn't the devil's advocate say, "Hey, that's I mean that's not his fault that they were late either, and he's in a routine." You, a, you don't have to be a dick about it. We know that when pitchers get in the mode, they're in the mode. Everybody says you don't talk to Bob Gibson on the day he pitches. That's fine. You don't talk to Chris Carpenter on the day he pitches. I'm just saying. So you agree? So they have a routine where they like this is when I'm going to start warming up. Absolutely. What happens when it is down to the second? It is. What happens when they're pitching in the bottom of the first? And the team scores. That, obviously, points. I'm talking about. Uh, I'm talking about when you they are going out there first. They don't have a routine. When you're at home, you do. Okay, so they. You so, absolutely so do. They're, he's better on the, at home than on the road. I'm just saying. But he's not. So. When you're at home, you don't know when you're pitching. That's it a valid be. point, but so, again. So stop and just be a human being for a second. I agree. He's done this shit last year with Doc, with um, Dave Roberts when Roberts said nice outing and he said shut the fuck up. Like he is so – I just can't stand But him. don't you like the fire? If, no. I mean if you – Because it's fake. 
I don't fighter. think that's fake at oh, all. Yeah? I have never heard anybody say Max Scherzer's fake. That's fake. That's not necessary. Clayton Kershaw is a better pitcher than he ever was. Okay, but be. stop. And he never did that. Stop. Shit. Stop. Now you're just getting no, angry. No, I hate that. It's just but not no necessary. one has ever called Max. You it's need to retract Garrett that. I th- it is fake. You didn't need that. You tell me if, if Max Scherzer doesn't go out there and be a human being for five seconds, he's going to give up ten runs in the first. I didn't. I don't agree with that. I didn't say so any of that. So it's not necessary. Didn't say it. You human. just made all that up. It, it's, that's what I'm saying. It's not like you go out there and you let the kid throw a pitch, or you say, "Hey, I'm on a schedule. Just watch out for a second. I'm sorry, not today." That's not going to make him give up two or three I'm not, runs. I'm not arguing that. So what's the point? I'm don't just, be a douche. <laughs> you're just going to keep yelling here. I can't stand. I can't stand. Garrett Cole is the same shit. And he still got lit up. So I'm tired of this this persona that pitchers pitchers are so soft. They're so soft. <laughs> it's it's ridiculous. You do not need it to be like that. I understand you have a routine and you want to be in there. And Max is the uber competitor. And he's one of the greatest to ever do it. And he's probably my favorite pitcher of all time. When I was when I watch him pitch, but I just hate that. I hate it. It's bad for the game. It's a bad look. And you look like a you look like a douchebag. I understand. Completely and 100% understand. There's no reason for it. That's bad for the game. That kid, probably a big Max Scherzer fan at a Mets game, probably doesn't like him now. Probably just changed the perception of Max Scherzer forever. For what? For one extra warm-up pitch. It would have taken 10 seconds. For those of you looking to join the Max Scherzer fan club, you can text Caleb. I like him. Or email Caleb. You just said you were going to sell his Funko Pop. I'm, okay, you hate I, Max Scherzer. I don't You're like, off the train, and you called him a douche. Yeah, he was. That's a douchebag move, is it not? Why else would you define that? But then you said, I like Max Scherzer. I do like Max Scherzer. And I've always loved Max Scherzer, uh, watching him. But now he's a Mets, so that's worse already. But it's just, he wasn't doing this stuff before. Okay, now can we get to the series? No, I just, let me make my last point. It just doesn't need to happen. It's bad for the sport. And you just look, it's just unnecessary. Stop being so pretentious that you think everything should be, what did he, was he horrible in high school? Is he bad when there's a rain delay? Like, baseball is not a perfect thing. You have no idea when you're going to go there for your next inning. Well, if your team scores 10 runs in an inning, you're going to be awful now? Um, you can't get out? Scratch Max Scherzer as potential guest on podcast off the list. I don't want him list. anyway. He's boring. Whoa. He is. Have you ever heard him in interviews? <laughs> it's just so, and all I think you need the Robitussin. It's horrible. That's horrible. That's what I think. That's just bad for the game of baseball and doesn't need to happen in my opinion. Um, before we get game. to the match, shout out to Kramer Robertson for making his big league debut. <laughs> we'll, we'll never, ever probably see him in a Cardinal uniform up here again. But I'll be honest, I loved Kramer when he was at LSU. I love that he has stuck through, what is he, 28, 29 now? 27, 28, 29? late 20s at this point. And I love that he's still playing the game he loves. Obviously, his mom is the head coach uh, for the LSU basketball team. He has, he has been given the opportunity to continue to play and not worry about money very much. Um but I love it that he's still playing. He got an RBI, then he made an absolutely terrible throw. Mm-hmm. Absolutely terrible throw. But hey, shout out to him for getting that that big league opportunity. He's probably not like I said. He's not in the future for this team or this organization. He's struggling even. I, he was last check down in Memphis. But I think it's awesome that he got that opportunity. He got the bat. He did what he needed to do, and he can always put that ball on the mantle and say, "I drove in a big league run." Yeah, and fun fact: he's born in Waco. Yeah, well, I did not know that. Well, was well, wasn't his mom the coach of Baylor before she went to LSU? I don't know. I just saw it. I think he's twenty seven. Almost yeah. going to be twenty eight this year. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, good for him. He's eating up a roster spot that they will have to clear eventually. Yeah, he's probably going to get DFA'd eventually. Yeah, I think he'll probably clear and come back anyway. Speaking of DFA, him. what do we do with Drew, Drew Verhagen? Well, he had a good outing yesterday. So. Okay. I mean, I guess you'll see. He's the guy you wait and see. I mean, you're not just going to DFA him right now. Sucks for. Uh, um, Jake Woodford, but I assume they did that to stretch him out 
down in Memphis to get oh, him more innings? That great question, but I'm assuming that's what it is. I don't know well, that answer. Him and Palante in that choice yeah. is easy. Yeah, I but think that, so. the problem is that that's the choice they have to make. Yeah, I know. I, I agree, and that's because you pigeonhole yourself by signing, again, evidently a highly sought-after Drew Furhagen to two years instead of saying, we're signing you to a minor league contract. Or even just give him one year, two million, so if you have to DFA him, it's no sweat, really. <coughs> Mind-numbing. Like, Mind Drew numbing. Verhagen was not a, not, not a hot commodity. They didn't know who he was. And also, like, you say, hey, here's a million dollars. He's taking it. You would th- one would think maybe not. Maybe he then said... Then you lose him. And you right, then nothing. he goes back to Korea and pitches or Japan no, or wherever he was. No, someone signs him, and then great for yes, him. But I agree. The, I, the only thing that can happen for that trade is, one, it works incredibly well, and then you have an opportunity to re-sign within the year. Or two, it's happening what we're doing now is blocking someone. Yeah, I agree. The only off-season addition, Dad, that was good for us so far, same Matt's been Wickren. Wickren. Yeah. Whoa. Matt's has not been good. He's been good and then bad and then terrible. He's, he's been, been one or the other. Yeah, he been, has a 6.4 uh, ERA. He's been good enough to where you can see a future where he's going to be decent for this team. But Nick Wickren being your best off-season addition when you're looking to win – is not a good look. Absolutely. Agreed. So let's get to it as we started. We returned to Gotham, uh, as Mike Channon would always call it. Uh, and four-game series, doubleheader tomorrow. First game, I think, is at one or two. That's going to be Matt, uh, two or two o'clock. Matts versus Taiwan Walker. Um, two, both game two, neither team has announced a starter yet. What do you think they'll do? What do you think Cardinals will do in game two tomorrow? It's a doubleheader and nine innings. Well, who is supposed to go? I don't know that, I don't know that answer. Hicks? Matt, so Matt's... Oh, Michaelis will throw game one, so wouldn't it be Michaelis? Or no, Matt's is throwing game one. Then Michaelis. Oh, I'm so, I apologize. No, Hicks is throwing Wednesday, and Michaelis is throwing Thursday. He's not starting, so they moved him back. No, Hudson, th- Hudson Thursday. So maybe it would be Michaelis. Michaelis was supposed to throw the day, so he'll throw tomorrow. Yeah, why, why do we have that listed as TBD then? They just have it now. Oh, they just, okay. Mets still have that. So, yeah, so it would be Mike's, Matt's and Michaelis tomorrow. Yeah, so that's a chance to yeah. win two games if we have the right Michael, Matt's on the mound. And here's the thing, Dad. The Mets' offense, <clears throat> it's performed okay, but their their um their analytics suggested it is due for a massive down correct down decline. There you like, go. There ma- you go. Like massive. Like you're talking one of the worst offenses in baseball decline, and that's what I've been saying the whole year is that I mean Mark Canada had like four extra base hits this year. Yeah. Um, Eduardo Escobar is the most average, you know, six hitter ever, and he's not a bad player by any means. He's a very valuable player, but he's not scary. I mean, Lindor's not doing well again. I think it's time to start worrying about what that guy is. Um, yeah, I, I don't mean, think he's Francisco Lindor anymore. Right. And Pete Alonso's good. He's really good. He's been. He's had a great year. Um, Brandon Nimmo's been okay. Jeff McNeil's been good. But they, they um, they're hitting the ball incredibly soft. Like they're they're have like the second most hard hit rate in baseball. That's not a measure for success. No, it is not. It is definitely not. Sonny Marte's also been pretty good. Uh, so that's what we got. Wednesday, you got Hicks versus Scherzer in the night game. And then on the uh, getaway day on Thursday, Hudson versus Bassett. Bassett been good. Hudson Hudson has a 3.06 ERA. He hasn't been bad. No, he's had some really good yeah, starts. So, it's just his whip is really high. I um, it has to be. Like and then we go to Pittsburgh. So let, now, here we go. You've been the prediction train. Seven games on the road. Four at the Mets. Three at Pittsburgh. What, what would you like? To, what would be a successful road trip for you? Four, at, at the lowest. I hate four-game series. Because it's just like two... It just seems like a split. Kissing like, your sister. Seems like a split to me. Like a tie. I think we went three of four against New York. And I think... I just think this team's going to come with some fire. I think today's off day may be good because they might be able to just score tomorrow instead of not scoring today. What if they're all out just 
pound in Manhattans and Cosmos in Greenwich Village. On, we got old guys on our team. They're probably it's raining too. They're probably staying in. Eating pizza. Oh, um, they're at a steakhouse tonight, right? Or a deli? Or a pizza place? I mean, yeah, the best Sabaros. They got four days. Michael Scott's favorite pizza place in New York, <laughs> Sabaros. Yeah, Conan O'Brien just walked by. Um, <laughs> and then who's the Pirates for three? Pirates for three, at a beautiful stadium that we have to go to, by the way. Okay, so they play eight games. If I'm not Wayno pitches game one you Friday have to night. Win, you have to win five of them. You have so to. You th- okay. Because that could be a two and a three or a three and a two. But you, I mean, four, the Pirates just got no hit. Four and three is a successful road the trip, but you need no to go five. You need I mean, to go five and two, right. I think five so. Five and three. Five and three, I mean. Two. No, it's five and two. Oh, okay, yeah. so you need to win four. Yeah. You, need, you have to go four Yes, three. agreed. But that, to me, would mean that you would lose three probably to the men. No, because they'll lose a game to the Pirates. You have to go four and the three. The numbers do suggest that have, we will lose. You have, you have to go four and three. I think their expectations should be at least a five and two. We have yet to win more than three in a row or lose more than three in a row. We, we, yeah. I think we have, six and we one. We are in a two-gamer. Six and one two is legitimate eater. for this team if they can win three in New York. Like, that's a legitimate possibility. Scherzer and Bassett are going to be really tough. Yeah, but you have to think you can be one of them, right? Ah, we did. We haven't. Yeah, but, I mean, Bassett wasn't great when we faced him. He had a really good game, but he was. Control wasn't great. I mean, those two pitchers, they're beatable. Like, they are beatable. Both so, and Max um, Scherzer is going to be angry now after he listens to this. Apple TV, by the way, so uh, Twitter's going to be all pissed off on Friday night. God damn it. Yeah, Apple it's TV. Um, and then we have the MLB package. I don't think we can get the Pirates feed, can we? Because we'll be blacked out. Blacked out. F off Major League Baseball. Um, and then an early... No way. So oh. Sunday is on the cock. And it's 10.35 a.m. Central Time start. So it's 11.30 in Pittsburgh? In Pittsburgh. On Peacock. What? Every day is perfect. Yeah. <laughs> what was that? My phone opened just up. just happened. Uh, yeah, so that's what we've got as of now. Apple TV Friday night. Peacock on the cock on Sunday. Yeah, I mean, tomorrow's going to be big, I think, for how this week is going to go. If they lose both, then it's, yeah. oh, shit, yeah. this could be a bad week. Yeah. If they win both, then we're in euphoria, and then we'll probably lose the next. I week. hate sports. I think. I think so too. I don't like being. A yeah, fan. I it's hate sports. Fun. I don't. I. I think I don't like it. it. It's the roller coaster of. It's om- It. It's like you're destined you're, for failure. You, it, I feel like you're holding on, and when you win, and I've heard athletes talk about this, it's a sigh of relief. Like our our coaches at like in the NFL or in other like it's a sigh of relief when you win, but when you lose, you feel like this is the, like. Everything is dying. Awful. Yeah, the world is corrupt. Like I think I'm, maybe we'll turn this podcast into like something Entertainment. else. Yeah, a cooking podcast. No, I mean, I don't know. I think it could be a successful week. It really can, and this should be a big week for the team. It you could just be took two or three from the Giants, and if you're look able, up, who does Milwaukee have? The Braves this week. <coughs> they have the Braves coming up, so that could be an interesting series. They don't gener- generally they don't play the Braves very well. Okay. Um. And then after them, it's probably a shitter because the National League's full of those. Nationals. So, yeah, the worst team in baseball. Yeah. Um, and then they get the Padres. So the Brewers are finally – and then they get us. So the Brewers are finally starting to have – we have another four-game set against the fucking Brewers. Yeah, but, I know. Um, but it's at home. The Brewers are starting to finally get some halfway competitive teams on their on their And if schedule. you if you look – for those of you looking – <laughs> Sorry. Uh, yeah, so we apologize for the coughs and the sneezes. Mother Nature, again, maybe the biggest bitch on earth. Um, but Besides Max Scherzer. Ah, uh, well, I don't agree with what he said. But <laughs> um, now I lost what I was going to say. The Robitussin again kicked in. Oh, uh, if you're going, if you want to go to uh, May weather, 
Both stadium really goes together well. You've got the Brewers coming in. I think the Padres and the Blue Jays are all coming to town here very, very soon. Uh, so that would be some awesome series to go to. Excellent. But we'll get to that later. Let's take a look around MLB. I'm, we didn't I, really I, finish our Brewers thought. If the oh, Brewers, that's fair. We're, I think there's a, a chance in the next two weeks, a legitimate chance to catch them. There is, absolutely. Especially when we play them before. So um, it's too early to be looking at standings, I think. It's more about how the team's performing and where they're, where they're trending. This could be a big week just for the confidence of the team. I don't really care if they're three and a half games back or if they're one and a half. But- All right, guys, sorry. We had a little technical difficulty there. I think Caleb's anger sent some sort of like demon into the iPad, and Max Scherzer got wind of it and yeah. sent it. Send it screaming there. But, Caleb, you were saying you don't really care what the standings say. You're looking at how they're playing and that there's a real chance to catch the Brewers. Yeah, it's that, but I don't even think it's catch the Brewers at this point because the Brewers are going to lose more than three games the rest of the year. So there's already a chance to catch the Brewers. It's more about the confidence of the team, the ability to just find some consistency. I I almost would have rather the – it was a cool game last night. They scored 15, awesome. Just score like seven and win the game. Like I don't, I don't need these outbursts <laughs> of offense and these, and then these. Absolute, I don't think you stop scoring. And then these absolute duds. Like just, just be a consistently good offensive team. That's not too much to ask for this group at all. I think they're a really good offensive team with who they have, <laughs> with who they have. And I don't, I just don't understand the the feast or famine. It's been that for too many years. Just find a level of consistency where even if you're down, if you're behind, like last year in that 17 game winning streak, I don't need that again. But just where you never felt like when you're down two or three, the game was over. You never felt that way. That's all you can ask from a baseball team. <laughs> Guys, I am so sorry. The demon came out of the iPad back to my throat. Um, I agree. Uh, however, I do think, again, like I said earlier in the show, I think if you look around, you might see um, a lot of teams who have that. That yeah, inconsistency and everything that, else. Baseball's that way. But not, not like this. There's not as many teams with 10 run games and then under three run games as the Cardinals. They leave the league in, in those combined, I guarantee it. Yeah. I would bet my life on it. So they just need to find some consistently good. And it's not even that when they look bad, it's not that they're just getting unlucky and baseball's baseball and you're going to have some hard outs that end up resulting in you know, you scoring three runs or less. It's they look like a bad baseball team. Like that, that needs to go away. That can happen once every couple of weeks. It can't happen twice a week. So that just needs to go away. All right. That's all I, that's all I request from this week is that they look like a baseball team that can compete for a World Series, not like a baseball team where they're middle of the pack like they are right now. All right. And he's coughing again, so I don't... <coughs> are we going around the league? Is that what yeah. we're doing? Yeah, so all right. I'm going to start with the uh, resident favorite player of the More You Noble Sports podcast because I think that I may start every segment around the league with him. Uh, once again, Bryce Harper, my pick to win MVP, has a torn UCL, UCL in his elbow. Partially. Partially, correct. Uh, it's DH day. Thank God for the DH. universal DH, right? Because he Go needs dark. to be in the game every night. Uh, let's just take a look really quickly around what Bryce Harper is doing in Philadelphia. And obviously, the Phillies still kind of fighting their way. We don't. They may still be the same team. They're playing been. really well. Right, right they now. are playing well. It took three or four, and legitimately should have swept the Dodgers yesterday. It's a tough Corey Canable gives up two late in the ninth, and who's been really good them. by the way? Uh, he game. has. Um, but let's just look. One point four WAR currently. Um, the, 
That's unbelievable. No one passed that like week three. <laughs> I know, but I mean, if you think about it. Oh, yeah. And it doesn't have much of the defensive. No, Actually, he's he does fully not. DH right he's, now, too. He's so not going to get the defensive stats. He currently is hitting 305 with nine jacks, 27 RBIs, six stolen bases. He's slugging 634. OPS of 994 and an OPS plus of 183. You want to hear the craziest part about those stats, Dad? His OBP is down. 30 points from his career. I know. And he still has an OPS at almost 1,000, OPS plus of 180, and still has an OP, OBP of 360, which we've, is ridiculous. We've talked about it before, but I don't think people are ever going to fully appreciate Bryce Harper until he's out of the game. Nope. I'm trying because he's been one of my favorite players since he came into the game. I loved him, like I said before, when he said, fuck off high school. Uh, I'm going to go to the hardest junior college in baseball, the hardest league that you can play in. Uh, Wood Bat League, by the way. I'm going to win the Silver Slugger and the Golden Spikes Award there. Then I'm going to go and get drafted at 17 because why do I need to stay at high school? And then I'm going to be in the show by 19. When you bet on yourself and you win like he did, and, every, oh, he's cocky. I heard people call him, he's a douchebag. I don't even know what that means anymore. Like, what, what does that mean? What is Max what? Scherzer. Okay, all right. He's not Max. So. No, he wouldn't have done that. Um, the man, fans love him. His teammates will run through walls for him. And he'll run through walls for them. And he will, exa- which, unfortunately, like, Griffey, He's like, Byron Bucks, when he, right. Um, I really do believe that the, because, and, and part of this is the Mike Trout factor. I also think it's a tr- the factor of, hey, all of these young guys, right, the next wave, and it's almost like Bryce has forgotten. He's 29. Yeah. I mean, people don't realize that this dude's a Hall of Famer. Like, he is, he's almost at three, he'll get to 300 home runs this year. 300. Like, that's, first off, a remarkable number to get to before you're 30. Uh, uh, he'll, he'll probably be 30 when he gets there. Yeah. But maybe not. I mean, we'll see. He might go on a tear here and do it before he's 30. But, um... Yeah, he only needs 24 more. I mean... Yeah, I, yeah, he'll get... He doesn't turn 30 till October. I mean, I think he'll hit 33 home runs this year, so he'll probably get there. Um, he, he's, I mean, he's incredible. And I, we've gone through this before about why he may be underrated. It's really because he had a middle two years there and... Where they, he was down. Like, he wasn't Bryce Harper. I don't know what that was about. He was still an all-star. But he wasn't the Bryce Harper of, <coughs> of wow, what, is, what are we watching? This guy's just unreal. Um, but he's become that again. Really, I mean, his whole career, he's been just incredible. You look at his 2015 MVP season. That's one of the best MVP seasons I've ever seen in my life. Like, I wasn't fortunate enough to be old enough and cognizant of Barry Bonds when he was playing. But, I mean, 42 homers, 1,100 OPS at the age of 22. 198 OPS plus. And then he won one in, at the age of 28. And I, I, we talked about this before. There's not many people who win an MVP at the age of 22 and they come around and win another one at 28. That's not – he's going to be in the conversation. Right, yeah. Did he? Did well, he? I don't know when Miggy won his. I don't think Miggy won one in Miami. He might not have. He didn't. He might I was not have won that early. Yeah. Barry Bonds yeah. MVP show. Um, so there's not many people that have ever done that. And he, he just consistently – a top five hitter in baseball every single year. And I just feel like because he plays with flesh, he's got the big hair, he wears the you know, the, the clothes, he has the he's on social media, which by the way, everyone should love all of that. He has two middle names. Everyone should love every bit about that. Um, but I just feel and I also think the fact that he's played on the East Coast, people in, in the Midwest and West have forgotten it. I also feel like it's the Mike Trout factor, because Trout, I mean, for nine straight years, ten straight years, was what there were no two down years. Do you know what I mean? But Harper again is back, and he's doing this with a partial tear in his elbow. 
And let's be clear, his his down years were still 900 OPS seasons. Correct. So, and I think... Well, outside of 2014. 2014? Uh, what? 14. Well, he was 21 years old. Yeah, I know. Um, I, I'm just saying, outside of but, that. And he only played... He was hurt. That was the year he yeah. broke his neck. Yeah. Broke a bone in his neck. Yes. Um, <clears throat> yeah, he, he, was, he was an OPS guy before OPS was OPS. And when we look at it now, if this would have been... His 18 and 19 seasons were the years where people criticized him. Um, if that would have been after, like, if that would have been two years later, honestly, like, now it's OPS all the time, like, he wouldn't be viewed the way he'd be viewed as a guy that's been legitimately great for 11 years in Agreed. baseball. Agreed. And um, there's not many people you can say that about. And he was a phenom that immediately came up and was the phenom he was supposed to be. And he really hasn't, you know, he had a 768 OPS. Like I said, 100 games, he hurt it. He broke his neck at a wall. Right. Right. Um, since then, he's been over 800 every year, over 880 every year but one, over 1,000 three times, over 900 five times. I mean, yeah, yeah. that's just great. And the thing that's crazy to me is we talk about how great he is. And the guy we don't appreciate is Mike Trout because that Agreed. guy is I over 900, hasn't been under, since his rookie year, we're, we're splicing that. He hasn't been under 939 once in his career. Yeah. Like, and he's putting guy, out, what's his war right now? This uh, his war this season is a 2.5. <laughs> he has an OPS plus of 220. Yeah. We're talking about Juan Yepes, who's been an absolute tear. I don't know how many times I can yell it. Watch West Coast Baseball. We've been talking about how great Juan Yepes has been for those two weeks, and we're expecting to cool off at some point. Well, he's been better at everything the whole year. Right. Like he is the. I think he's the best player to ever play the game of baseball. I mean, there's going to be an argument made and if he continues it for the next eight years. He doesn't even need it. it doesn't even need to be. Well, I mean, look at the numbers players, at the end. Well, look at the Griffies and Albert You still have to have the counting stats, but yeah. Yeah, and I don't, I don't give a shit about counting stats for best. I, that greatest, yes. Best, no. Um, he'll never, I don't know if he'll ever reach greatest of all time because the players that have done, did what they did for 20 years, Hank Aaron's, guys like that. But good God, this dude has 320 jacks already. He's played for 12 years. And, and he's years. 30, right? He's 32 years old. Oh, he's 32. Well, Bry- Bryce could have 350 before he's 32. Think about that. So just put that in perspective. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's what I'm saying. And, and, guys, I'll say it again to all of you, and I know those who listen to us are baseball fans because otherwise, why – I mean, why would you ever listen to us if you weren't baseball fans? But – unless you're family members. Thank you. Love you guys. Um, but just in case, like, watch Mike Trout because you're going to miss him. Mm-hmm. And, and you're going to look back and you're going to say, he was so good. I watched him when he was on Game of the Week once a month or once every three months or when he's only been in the playoffs once. Yeah. So watch, go watch Mike Trout. Watch Bryce Harper, another guy that I just wanted to give love to before we move around the league and get into the power rankings and then get out of here in a little bit. Uh, Aaron Judge is putting up another guy who I think is forgotten. He might win MVP. One point, well, I mean, Mike Trout is dwarfing his numbers. But 1.7 war right now, 12 jacks, 28, 27 RBIs with a 194 OPS plus and a 1.001 OPS. Like, that's another guy. Yeah, Aaron Judge is fantastic, and I'm so excited to see the bidding war for him this offseason. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I, I want to see if the Mets go after him and try and just ruin Yankees fans' lives. It's going to be but, interesting. Um, yeah, I mean, Mike Trout is now – you're talking about a guy that's been dwarfed by any by everything just because he's on the West Coast, and he's almost a boring, great player where it's not like he's going to – he's shown some more emotion this year because he's winning, finally. Um, the most talked-about player in the world is on his team, and it's not him. Correct. So, yeah. by the way, we should talk about him for a second. Shohei Otani, unreal season. He is having. My God, he's finally on a tear. You knew the offense was going to come. 
he's down offensively and still has eight jacks. Yeah. I one, mean, a 132 OPS plus. Now, 791 OPS, not great. He's pitching I know, at a Cy Young I, level. I understand. I, I don't understand. care if he has a 500 like OPS. You, I think you tweeted the other day he might win like MVP every year he plays. Until he doesn't Say want you, to anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, until he doesn't want to anymore, he'll probably win it every year. And he has five stolen bases. You can't make an argument against <laughs> Who, the guy. Who's less pit, starting pitcher that had five stolen bases? Him. Yeah, last year he had like 20. No, I'm right? saying <laughs> outside of him. I, um, I don't know. A couple I mean, things around the league so, also. One, no, one, go one, ahead. Um, this guy is – he's played every game, by the way. My God. Yeah. He – if he's, you can find me any player that you can't, you can't argue another player is more valuable than him. No, you, I you agree. Can't. I agree. So, I mean, watch, just watch the Angels because Taylor Ward another hell of a season. They're fun, and I really, Jared Walsh. I love Jared. Walsh. Yeah, he's same. One of the players to watch and Brandon Marsh, the yeah. long hair guys. They're they're fun, and man, they have some talent. That go again, go watch him. Uh, another one of our podcast favorite players. If you didn't see this week, as we're talking about the Angels. We might as well talk about Brett Phillips, who we absolutely love. I love everything. He's, a, he's like a mecca guest for me. I would love to have him on sometime and just talk to him. Because one, his laugh is as infectious as you can ever get. But two, he's just like the nicest human you could ever meet. Uh, obviously, he's out pitching again. And Anthony Rendon says, he did what I did when I was like 12, 11. Uh, I always tried to switch hit. And I, one game a year, my Little League coach would let me lead off and switch and hit left-handed. I think I got one hit in like three years. But I got walked quite a bit, so I had a pretty good eye from the left. Also, pitching was very bad at that time. He goes up there left-handed, and he hits a jack. He's going to retire when he's done with one left-handed at bat, and it's going to be a home run off Brett Phillips. That was priceless. It was awesome for a couple of reasons. One, he had the shin guard on his left leg. I know. So he was doing nothing. Wrong leg. I don't know whose helmet he was using. No. Um, probably Otani's, because why would you not? But he, the thing that impressed me the most about it, he was over four. <coughs> I know. So the balls, like, that's a free hit if you're batting right-handed and you're Anthony Rendon. Yeah. And he goes up there and says, fuck it, I'm making $30 million a year. I'm going to do this. And he hits a jack. And the funniest part to me about the whole situation was Trout hit a bomb off him, probably 450 feet. And Brett Phillips, after the game, posts the video of it and says, my Trout got lucky this time. <laughs> also, I've heard guys say, and I didn't hear Rendon say this, but I have heard guys say when you have, a pit, like, a player pitching – They'd almost rather hit from the other side so it doesn't mess their swing up. And then he goes out and goes, bridge, <laughs> left-handed, off of Rendon. Again, my baseball. Beer, I'll just hit an absolute bomb. Absolute and also, baseball. Anthony Rendon, not having Anthony Rendon season. No. But he's been significantly better yeah. the last couple. So if that t- he's a .8 war. I mean, that's pretty good. Let's go ahead and stay with the Angels. Yeah, but before we do that, um, I want to finish my Oh, I'm sorry. If It's quick. If Anthony Rendon is Anthony Rendon of 2019 again, this Angels team may be the best offense in baseball. They're one of them. They're one of and them. Everyone is able. It's like Anthony Rendon. People forget is legit as a legitimate superstar. I will say it. Like I said it earlier, if you go out west <coughs> right now, then the NL West is separated by four and a half games from top to bottom. And if you go to the AL West, it's separated by seven games to top three. Texas and Oakland. I, I Texas rebuilding. Um, I think they're a year away from being. More competitive, Oakland obviously in the in the full rebuild, right? They're they're gonna be right. I'm just saying, but Seattle that, also starting to come along. Out west, out west, you've got some teams that are fun to watch. Uh, the Dodgers, the the Padres, the Giants, the Angels, the Mariners, the Astros, and then also the Diamondbacks. One game above. I, I don't know how long that lasts, but they are currently one game above 500. I love Tori Lovello, by the way. He's about to be the all time winningest manager in their history. I saw that. And he's also just a great dude. He's yeah, on podcast I saw all that. The time. Um, but the Mariners won two or three against the Mets, so they're starting to come along a little bit. J-Rod's finally starting to not get those pitches. Yeah. And aren't strikes called against him, and he looks very good. 
Um, Kelnick also in the minor leagues. You can touch on that a little yeah, bit. Yeah, well. Um, I'm worried that he's never going to be very good. <coughs> but he's still young, so give him some time. A lot of guys, they, they label us quadruple-A players. Yeah, and I mean. I he's, hope he's not. He's I hope he's not. He's got all the potential in the world. He has the attitude, and he's got the merch. I'd like to see him be a star. Yeah, me too. And Julio Rodriguez, I mean, he's coming along a little bit. And by the way, he's been really – oh, he's got 264 now. Yeah, so he's he's really also he also leads the league in stolen bases, yeah, I think. Yeah, 10 of them. He has two his technical home the other day. And he's betting 264 with a 111 OPS plus. So even with his rough star, he's still above league average. Yeah. So that guy could be – he could you could look up by July and say, wow, this guy's lighting it up. So As we were talking about the Angels, it's we have to mention Reed Detmers throwing the no-hitter. Really cool. Uh, 24 years old, Same I think. Same game as Anthony Redmond. Same game as that. and But not only, one, the reaction when he got it from his teammates, but also when he's being interviewed, that's what gave me chills. The, the lady from the Angels is interviewing him, and his entire team is on the steps of the dugout listening, watching. That's when you know you've got something special. He had two, when, when a team does that. He had no hitter with two strikeouts. And did, what, did I hear the rumor that he was kind of on the verge of being sent down? Is that true, or was that not a oh, thing? Oh, okay, he's a 370 year Okay, here. well, that could be because of the no-hitter. Yeah, but still that would be Right, yeah. So, either way, shout out Reed Detmers. Yeah, just got called back up, I think. Okay, maybe that's what it was. Um, He's having a really good year, by the way. A .8 whip. I mean, yeah, obviously no-hitter so, helps that right. significantly. But, I mean, that's another guy, man. If the Angels find those pitchers like him to step up and just be up slightly above league average, that's going to be And he's a young kid. He's a young kid, so I think he's 24. 22. Oh, 22, so I was wrong. Okay. Um, so that was awesome. And then, obviously, yesterday we saw another no-hitter, one that's only happened six other times in baseball. Uh, the Cincinnati Reds, Hunter Green and, and, and staff, your favorite thing, the combined no-hitter. Um, no-hitter. But <laughs> throws a no-hitter, and they lose to the Pittsburgh Pirates. I can't stop laughing about that. Like, that is so funny, and I don't know what else you say. Yeah, it's um... – just an ugly game, you know. I can't imagine buying a ticket to that game and seeing that. But you know, Hunter Green, good for him. He pitched well. Yeah, they need that. I, I mean, want I, him to be good. Yeah, I like him a lot. Um, he was that two that two way phenom that was really Shohei Otani before Shohei Otani <laughs> coming out of high school. Um, also, just a quick thing on Reed Demers. I just saw he's from Illinois, Nacomas, Illinois. Don't know where that is. Nacomas, Nacomas, yeah. That's uh, is that up north? It's maybe? in Montgomery County. So, oh, so not far from we here. Got, so we got an Illinois. We got an Illinois isn't away. far from here. Yeah, so good for him. And, yeah, I mean, that's just a horrible game to watch, and it's not a no-hitter. So, yeah, it's just the, the Pirates being absolutely horrible at baseball. Yeah, right. Uh, okay, <laughs> are we ready for edition three of the power rankings? Let's do it. All right, uh, going into this week, May 16th, um, we have one new member, and obviously that means one has left from last week's. Is it new or is it returning? It is returning. Okay. That was good. That was good. That was good journalism there. That's nice. why I'm sending you to U of I. You're sending me? I'm well, paying you're, you're paying for it. I just I just sent you and went and picked you up. But that's it. I guess. <laughs> All right. So here we go. At number 10, uh, a team who's dropped one spot from last week, the Minnesota Twins. Leading the uh, AL Central, 20 and 15 currently. And uh, nice to see them doing that. The Central, nobody seems to really want to go. They are the only team in that con- or in that division with a winning record, five and five in their last ten. Uh, White Sox six and four lately, but and Cleveland also. Both they're both a game under five hundred. That I mean that could be. Hey, Minnesota gets hot, they run away with it. Otherwise, it's going to be a dogfight on those three. And teams, they don't I have think. Carlos Correa right now. So um, that that division is just ugly. I'm sorry, uh, I'm sorry, D. It's just an ugly division. Number nine, making a reappearance, kicking off the Blue Jays, the San Francisco Giants. At 20 and 14, the team that you dogged on earlier. <laughs> However, currently 20 and 14, uh, 6 and 4 in their last 10. 
Again, that Western Division, also another dogfight yeah. that's going to happen. They have talent. It's just, it seems like they just figure out how to win, and I don't even understand it at all. But, I mean, yeah, I mean, you can't deny that they're, they're winning games, so you, you have to put them <laughs> in your power rings. I just don't know how long the magic of the old men can last. I, yeah, I agree, but I, hey. Hey, it could. It I could, mean, though. I mean, it happens. Right, it's a giant. Also, I, there's something, there is something in the cosmos over that stadium. The Giants just continue to put out good baseball teams. Yeah, I think it's the organiza- so, it's one of the best organizations agreed. in baseball. Yeah, and Gabe Kepler's a great manager, perfect fit. So I think I think they're doing a great job over there with what they have. I just don't know if they have enough to sustain it, but maybe they do. Hey, I don't know. Right, uh, moving up two spots from last week's number t- ten ranking, uh, Tampa Bay, the Rays. Yeah, I mean they're just the Rays. Even though we did talk about Brett Phillips giving up the Jack to Anthony Rendon, uh, six and four also twenty one fourteen overall. Um, no. Right now, it's them and the Yankees. They're four and a half games back, but uh, it's the Rays. They're going to win baseball games. Yeah, they are. And Brandon Lodge is one of the injured list today, so I hope he comes back yeah. quickly. Um, yeah, uh, they're just – I don't even know how to evaluate that team. They're just going to win. Right. Wander Franco is one of the best players in baseball. Watch him because he is a budding superstar. And um, there's, they just win games. Shane McClanahan having a fantastic year. He's a front runner for the Cy Young as well right now. So Holding firm. Holding firm at number seven, going five and five in the last ten. Uh, the Milwaukee Brewers leading the NL Central. We already talked about them. Um, at, sorry, that was at number seven. I'm bad at numbers. Yeah. Coming in at number six, up also two more spots, the San Diego Padres. Yeah, they're playing really well. Yeah, they're 22 and been, 13. Pitching has been great. <coughs> Man, would that be nice? I mean, that, that's, when they that, get to that might back. have been a steal for Sean Manaya when they got him. Yeah. Um, they did give up a decent amount, but that's a really – I mean, T.J. Abrams is now killing in the minor league, yep. so he'll be back up. Uh, I like that team. May Machado is going to win. And also, Trent five. Grisham has not gotten going. Yeah, no, May Machado might win the damn MVP. He that might. Guy it's, it, might it's, it might be between him and a third baseman who resides right across the river from us. Yeah, but May Machado's numbers right now, yeah. they dwarf no I agree. I, I mean, he's been incredible. Yeah. Um, all right, coming in at number five, dropping three spots from last week, the Dodgers at 21-12. and 12. Uh, as we talked about, they lost three or four to the Phillies at home, yeah. and you know I yeah. still I still think they're going to be there. But five, a lot of teams going five and five over the last time. I mean, hey, that's good for baseball. That's, that's what you want. That's good for baseball. You don't want as many. Uh, I told you before the year started, I didn't think there's going to be as many hundred win teams as there yeah. were last year. And you might be right because I hate that because that means there's a lot of teams that aren't competitive right. and a lot of sweeps. Um, but man, the Dodgers are so good. They are very 12. good. Gosh, they're very good. Right now, at number four is the team we faced for four games, um, right where they were last week, the Mets. 23 and 13. We had to Gotham to play them. Uh, again, their pitching is what's been keeping them alive. But they're also plus 35 run differential. We're plus 37. Yeah. So right there so with better. each other. I mean, that's just uh, five, uh, hey, we better be number three. Five and five <laughs> in their last 10 also. Yeah. Uh, um, the, Mets are, the Mets are good. Um, I'm just saying that I guess my ranking was good. If I had my four I last think week so. and you, you I think down. so. Uh, coming in at number three, um, also at number three last week. So, hey, we are on something here. The team that we just spend way too much time talking about, and we may have to switch our allegiance, is the Halos. Go Halos. I'm telling you. Hashtag Go Halos. They're so fun, the Angels man. at 24 and 13. They are a fun baseball team. And I love. I, that's why I thought I just switched. You said 14. Oh, 24 and 13. Sorry. Um, number two, the hottest team in baseball right now, as far as I'm concerned, 9 and 1 over the last 10, um, were new entrants into the rankings last week. The Astros are on fire. Yeah. They are on fire they, right now. They are just a. That, that might be the. I mean, that and uh, the Dodgers are just staples for how to run an organization. Um, hey, Kyle we Tucker had that guy, him. by the way, Jeffrey Lunau. We had him here. Yeah, well, he got fired. And then we tried to hack into their system. Did he get fired? No, Lunau is still there, He was I suspended believe. for a year. I don't know if they I got I thought it was the other guy who got suspended. There, it was oh. him and um, Cora. Not Cora, him and Hinch. And then they let Hinch go. 
He might still be there. I'm not sure, to be honest with you. But yeah, I mean, he is still the general manager. That the lineup, Dad, Jordan Alvarez, is, in I'm my opinion, back. I've been yeah. saying this for a while, top five hitter in baseball. He is just ridiculous. Bregman's back to being Bregman. Bregman's being great. Um, Kyle Tucker's betting fucking sixth in their life. I know. I don't even know why. I know. I don't. It makes well, no he's, sense. he's been off to kind of a rough start. He's been great lately. Like, yeah, l- yes, um, lately. He is, in my opinion, the most underrated player probably in baseball. Um, and Michael Brantley's still doing it. Dr. Smooth. Miguel Tuve, look at his last couple, like, 200 games. Also, their pitching's been much better. That's the key. Well, Justin Verlander's been incredible. Yeah, yeah. Like, that team, Justin Verlander's the ageless wonder. He might pitch another 10 years. He might be Tom Brady. Yeah. That team, they're really good. Yeah, I agree. Jimmy Pena, by the way, making people forget about Carlos Correa. And then with the best record in baseball, holding firm for the third week in the Rose Yankees. Uh, 25 and 9. Stop hitting. 25 and 9. And also, the, the... Wonderful, terrible tales of Nestor just continue. That man is the uh, way. It's like Fernando Mania all over again. So that's your that's your MLB power rankings. Any discrepancies? Anybody I left out that you think should be in there? Um, anything that you saw there that was wrong? That the Cardinals weren't number one, but ah! the yeah, I mean the Yankees good for them. I was off on them this year. I thought they were going to be a little bit worse this year, and I thought the Blue Jays were going to take off. That's the only surprise. I haven't been keeping up too much with them. But what is going on with the Blue Jays? Are well, they, they just got Oscar back. Pitching has not been great. But also, they just haven't clicked yet. It feels like they just haven't. 17. Yeah, they just haven't taken off. It's yeah. kind of like the Cardinals offense. They just, everybody, Springer's been incredible. Vladdy's been disappointed. Vladdy's been a little disappointed. And I think you were due for maybe a regression from Vladdy. So but Bo Bichette hasn't been what they thought Bo would be yet. Again, we're 20, I mean, what are we, 34 games into the season. How crazy is it we're talking about Vlad being a disappointment with an 8-30? I agree. That's like what, that, but that I mean, compared, a, oh yeah, a regression. I wouldn't call him a disappointment, but a regression. It's been disappointing. George Springer sure. has been incredible for them. When you're expecting a guy like Vladdy to be an MVP, for him <coughs> to have only an 800 OPS, yeah. is disappointing. But he'll be fine. Bo's going to be fine. He's been really bad. Negative .2 war is awful. Um, I think they'll be fine. But, yeah, I mean, that's the only surprise because if you would have told me at the beginning of the year that they would have ever been out of the top ten, I would have said probably not. But here we are. It's baseball. So Just a few tidbits before we get to, obviously, the segment that is sweeping the nation. Um, and the, and the, I mean, the world, we have to say at this point in time. Uh, just a few tidbits from around sports as we move on, and then we'll get out of here. Just a few things. For those of you guys looking for something to watch, NCAA softball regional start this week. We've talked about it on here before. I watched a lot of women's softball actually this weekend because uh, we were home for a while. And there's some great teams out there. And, again, it's an unbelievable sport. And that girl from Clemson hit one of the farthest balls I've ever seen in my life. That thing might still be going. So uh, go watch that. NCAA baseball conference tournaments start this week. Those are always fun. SEC, ACC, Big 12, Big 10, um, Pac-12, those will be fun tournaments. Not that the other teams, not that the other ones won't be, but that's your big boys there. Yeah. Gonzaga top ten, by the way, right now in college baseball. Yeah, Shout out to them. Yeah. Uh, NBA, product. NBA conference finals are set. Hey, Luca, what do you say about Luca at this point? He's a top three player in basketball. He might be a top two player in basketball. It might be him and Giannis. Durant's really good. And Jokic. Yeah, and Durant, I mean, there's an argument for a lot of that. Joel Embiid. But, I mean, he is, he's, uh, he's ridiculous. Last night at half, the Suns had 27 points. Mm-hmm. Luca had 27 points. Did you see that interviewed him and asked him? And he said, yes, of course, I knew. And the look at Devin Booker, priceless. What the hell is he doing? Like, I love Devin Booker. I'm a big fan. Disappeared. Chris Paul disappeared. No, not even that. It's he. Um, Don Luca was just trying to get the ball. I know. The ref. He slaps out of his hand. I know. Like, like, come on, if you're going right. to lose, lose with grace, man. Right. Uh, just a few other Luca stats before I, we go on. Um, over the course of a, the seven-game series, Luca outscored Devin Booker 218-164. to 164. 
He out-rebounded 7-foot DeAndre Ayton 69-57, and he out-assisted Chris Paul 49-40. Oh, and he also had more steals than Defensive Player of the Year runner-up Mikael Bridges 15-9. I mean, he's the guy that everyone I think has had as the MVP pick of the favorite for the last three years. He'll get one eventually. But, I mean, to take this Dallas Mavericks team that I didn't have any expectations of being good. Like, I thought they'd be fine. But after trying Porzingis and to see the weight almost that was taken off his shoulders to not try and get him involved, um, they just, I mean, to get to the conference finals is no joke in the NBA. And we watched Harden in Houston with the, the ISO, right? And he was great at it. The step-back threes, he drew fouls. Lucas taking it to a new level. They need a stretch They need a stretch three guy. Jason, Jason Tatum played with Luka. Oh, my God. But they need a guy who can draw a defense because Luka's going to have the ball in his hands, and he's going to have the ball in his hands until he decides what he wants to do. It's like he's almost like the Terminator. Like he's surveying everybody, collecting data, and then he's going to make a decision. And I absolutely love him for it. Uh, Eastern Conference Finals, Celtics in your heat. Your heat. So um, Mavs versus Warriors. You had Warriors Heat in the finals. I, I had Warriors Bulls. I cannot win. You could end up with that. Yeah, I know. I, that I mean, Celtics Heat game our series is going to be awesome. When is Eric Spolster going to start getting the credit he deserves? I think he gets it already. I think around the NBA he gets it. I think a lot of people wrote him off as having just great teams. But at this point, he has been able to keep that team relevant nearly every year of his career. And what a great coach. And the, to me, the thing that's most impressive with that <coughs> is that whole Jimmy Butler situation happened. That's something that can turn a season sideways. And he just didn't let it. No. He went, moved past it like he should. But um, so did Jimmy. That's yeah, good. no, they both yeah. did. And I think it was just, here at the moment, your two fierce competitors at the highest level. And for that team to respond like they have and get this far again. I mean, Jimmy's gone to the NBA Finals already with this team. He could do it again. And that's, I mean, not really right. talked about. No. And honestly, they're without Kyle Lowry. And you say he's what you want about Kyle Lowry, but he's out. Um, Max Drews has stepped up. Obviously, Tyler Hero, like he lives for these moments. Bam, continues to play. And what do you know, right there in the middle is P.J. Tucker. Yep, I'm <laughs> What do you know? It's, it's, what's the date? Oh, it's May? P.J. Tucker's playing somewhere. Yeah, put him in your fancy lineup. And also, Jay Crowder was too until Luca took care of that. Those two guys, they're going to be playing in May. Yeah, both so of what do you know? guys. Um, yeah, like, I'm, a big, I'm a big fan of that um, Heat team. I hated the Heat when LeBron was there just because I was little and I was forced to hate LeBron by my father. <laughs> um, but I, I really like that team. I really do. I yeah. think they're a lot of fun. And I, I thought that's going to be a great matchup, man. Boston really turned their season around. Has really been the best team in basketball over the last three months. They're just so long on the wings when you've got Smart, Brown, and Tatum. Like, the best thing for Boston was Kimball Walker leaving, and then also Terry Rozier leaving. Like, you, you've got Brown who can handle the ball, you've got Tatum who can handle the ball, you're bringing Pritchard in who can handle the ball, but Grant Williams has been the guy. Like, he looks like Al Horford 10 years ago. Do you know what I mean? Right, well. yeah, but Williams, like, what Milwaukee did was leave Grant Williams open to shoot threes. And he made him pay every time, and Milwaukee could not hit three. You know, I think so, the biggest, the biggest thing awesome. for this team has been Marcus Smart finally playing like a point guard. Yeah, yeah. He's finally become a distributor, and also not off the bench. You're starting him, yeah. and they're playing him. Finally, in, become yes. the distributor he should be, and he's locked down defender, top five defender in basketball. Absolutely. Um, so he's huge for that team. That series, and he's is the engine be... that makes that team go. And Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown are both superstars, in my opinion. The only thing I ever worry about is, like, the Celtics went to seven with Milwaukee, and the, the turnaround is quick. They play Wednesday night. But, really but it may not matter. It might not matter. It doesn't. I mean, everyone's a little tired in the playoffs and the NBA season. So I don't think it matters as much as you think. Sometimes it's good for teams. I mean, they have the energy that keeps going. These guys are such great athletes. I apologize. They they'll play be, tomorrow night. Um, Mavs play Wednesday night. Yeah, Mavs they'll, they'll be fine. They're such great athletes. They'll be able to turn yeah. around and be fine. Yeah. I mean, and also, energy, you're at that time. The energy of the playoffs. Takes and if over. you're the Celtics, you're thinking, we're going to Miami, let's win one. And if we take them both, great, but let's win so one. I, I'm in the opinion that, obviously, it's an advantage to have home court 
um, in a series, but I'm of the opinion that in sports, there is something to having the advantage of being the away team. Yeah. And just saying we have to take one, and the pressure's not really on you, and then you can come home and take care of business. Right. We've seen the NHL. There is something to it, because there's not as much pressure on you the first two yep. games. Uh, one next, one last thing I want to get to, and then if you have anything else, we got to obviously get moving here. Um, the NHL. Yeah, before we get to that. Uh, the Saints signed Jarvis Landry. Great move. Oh! Oh. And Drew Brees is coming back. <laughs> Drew Brees is, folks, Drew Brees is not coming back. He is no. trolling all he of was, you. He was joking. He is 100% trolling all of you. He should, I hope he does get, I, he may end up taking over, what, Notre Dame football? He may take over something like that. As far as calling the games, I know I think he really wants to call games and not just be in the booth. Maybe a quarterback coach. Yeah, I don't think he wants to do that. He has kids, and I don't think he wants anything to do with that life. No. Uh, being an NFL coach looks miserable. He, basically what he was saying, and people took it one way, um, was he, I could do whatever the fuck I want. Yeah, want. that is it. So I'll let you know when I know what yeah. I do. And also, there was no no way he thought about that. Also, hey, we're gonna see we're gonna see the real Jameis. I think again when he was healthy last year Should without Michael Thomas and with really no weapons, he was great. The weapons on this. Team. And now when you have Thomas, you have Olave, you have Jarvis, you've got Al AK, and then you've got Taysom Hill going back to being the Swiss Army knife. And then you throw in Tyron Matthew and all the people we signed on that defense to go with what we had. I, I'm I'm fired I up. Was, and, and our new draft pick on the line. I love it. Can I be honest? I was very deflated when Teron Armstead left. And it was like, man, this team might be going in a bad place. And goddamn, the, the acquisitions they have made over the past couple of weeks have been incredible. Like Those are superstar caliber players that you got. And man, my, you're adding Michael Thomas off the rip because he wasn't even there last year. You get all of it, Olave. And I don't know what he's going to be. I think he's going to be at the very least very serviceable and reliable. And then I and then you get Jarvis Landry, who might be the most reliable possession receiver in the game other than Cooper Cup because he just doesn't drop balls. And then you keep going and you look at the secondary got way better. I mean, you got Lattimore and Tyron Matthew patrolling that secondary. That's disgusting. Like they've got. I mean, they still got Cam Jordan. They still got the Swiss Army knife of Taysom Hill, whoever you want to use him, whatever way you want to use him. I mean, you put Leon, line him up, and you've got Thomas, Olave, and Jarvis Landry. Who's they going to? You don't know. So they've got a lot of weapons. They're going to be fun. And whenever Kamara comes back, I don't know how long he's going to be suspended. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun, I think. I, I agree. And then you go out and you've got, well, who's the other safety they signed? Why am I drawing a blank completely on his name? But either way. They've um, got weapons, man. Absolutely. On all, absolutely. all parts of the ball, too. This is a same, This I really wish this would have been a team they would have gathered together with Drew Brees. But Honestly, it might. Hey, you got Jameis who can throw the ball down the field. You don't know. I'm excited. I'm excited. For, and also, the Bengals come to town, and uh, my your mom and I will be living in New Orleans at that time. So that could be obviously a game that I'm going to go ahead for into. Me. Yeah. All right. Uh, before we get out of here, obviously, we would be remiss if we didn't have the uh, now the quarterfinals. Well, the conference semifinals. There you go edition of the hockey segment that has taken the world by storm and that is Caleb's puck off eh all right okay well we went through my predictions uh, a couple weeks ago a week ago I don't this has been two weeks ago is what it would have been two weeks ago um and I was only a perfect eight for eight eight for eight is that good I mean I think it's pretty good is that why it's the best show in hockey um I mean we can go through it a little bit there's some fun matchups I think that are gonna be really fun to watch Panthers and Lightning I have the Lightning winning it. Um, I have them going to the Stanley Cup, spoiler alert. Um, but that's going to be fun. It's the Battle of Florida. Two really, really good teams. Teams that are just, man, the Lightning took care of Toronto again. Those poor Toronto fans. I mean, they just want to win. Like, all they care about there is hockey. 
and, and baseball, and both are kind of a little struggling right now. But, um, yeah, and then you go to Carolina versus New York. That's going to be fun. Um, the Penguins, obviously, they just absolutely deflated. They're up 3-1. Where's Sidney Cros- What's going to happen with Sidney Crosby and Gino Malkin and those guys? Who knows? But um, well, Crosby's be under contract. He'll be there, but, I mean, what's going to happen with the rest of them? Like, those are his guys. He loves right. playing with them, so I don't know. Carolina's really good. I think they take that series relatively handedly because I was not impressed with the Rangers at all. Um, Oilers versus Calgary, the Battle of Alberta. Um, I don't know what's going to happen there because I didn't think Calgary was going to go seven games against Dallas because Dallas is just not very good. Their goalie was really good, Ottinger. Yeah, what, he saved 60-some shots or something incredible. like that? He was incredible, and he was, like, broken down after they lost. He felt like it was his fault somehow he felt that. No, he's... But he, that was incredible. I mean, that series is going to be really good as well. McDavid just oh, – I don't even understand – he might be the best athlete in the world. Is that that's the Battle of Alberta, right? That's what I said. Oh, okay. Sorry. Thanks for listening. Should have listened. Yeah, that, it's going to be great. That's going to be a listened. great series. The travel is going to be great for those guys too. <coughs> um, they don't have to go all around the world. Um, and then the series that we all care about here: the Avalanche versus the Blues. Um, the Blues really just—I mean, the Avalanche just destroyed the Predators. That was expected. The Blues, honestly, you look at the series; they handled Minnesota like very well. Like they absolutely diminished their offense. Kaprizov was great, but that's just who he is. And the power play was over 30%. Their penalty kill was over 80%. Um, and there was a 2-1 to one series in the, in the year versus the Avalanche and the Blues. And the numbers were all very comparable. I think the Avalanche had 12 goals and the Blues had 11 um, in the games. It's going to be a good series. It's going to be a dirty series. There's going to be a lot of hits. These teams don't like each other. Nazem Kadri hurt Justin Falk last year on purpose. So that's not, he's not going to be met with open arms, I don't think. It's going to be a nasty series. I think it goes six or seven because seven games obviously has to line up perfectly to get to that. But God, it's going to be it's going to be scary. I don't game know. one Tuesday night tomorrow night eight thirty. Well, it's going to be a hard fought series. And I'm excited. I, I applore. I applore. Is that a word? I don't think that. That's I think a word. I am going to tell yeah. you, Blues fans, if the Blues come out and lay a stinker and w- implore, yeah, there maybe. we go. Yeah, um, I implore if you. The Blues come out and lay a stinker and get absolutely demolished on the first two games. Don't get dejected. Don't think they're done. It could happen. The Avalanche are nasty. They'll have games where they're going to run the score up. Um, the series is going to be fun. Neither team is going to be out of it, no matter what the score is. And I don't know what way it's going to go. I'm picking the Blues, obviously, because I would never not. Why would I? I'm a Blues fan. But it's going to be fun. I don't know what's going to go. Well, I know I really enjoyed the last series. Also, ended up watching some of the other series. That who I don't even know who I am at this point. But because of this segment, I was watching the Oil. The Oilers the other night. I was watching the Penguins. I was watching the Brewers the series. I that that Canes, that Hurricane Stadium is electric. Yeah. Not that all aren't, Canyons. but that place is electric. That was fun. That was fun to watch. It's gonna um, be fun, man. This, yeah, this, this, I'm excited. This is the one. That, the playoff hockey might be the best playoffs in the it's world. It's pretty awesome. And I will agree. To have five of the eight series go seven games, that's yes. incredible. And I, I mean, these series are all very evenly matched. I think I don't see one. Where I'm, where I'm saying that a team's going to win in four or five. I don't see that. So it's really going to be a battle. Players are going to be broken. <laughs> they're going to have they're going to hang on to a thread. It's really been interesting. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. And I am so scared for this Blue Series. Like so yeah, scared. I'm excited. I'm but excited it's for a, it. You know, if you lose, you lose to Colorado. You can accept that defeat. But if you win, like good luck stopping this team if they win this series. I agree. So I agree. Unfortunately, Krug won't be with us. It looks like for the uh, series. He no. They said he's probably going to be back at some point. Oh, nice. Potentially. Scandella looks like he's definitely going to be back. Good. Um, the, and the, they said that they said Krug is coming with the team to Colorado to skate around with the team in the mornings. And I mean, it's looking like he might be back by the second home game. Oh, that would be great. I mean, if he's back, 
I mean, I still think they run 7D even if he's back because it's working. And you can really mix up your lines and kind of throw things at people. They don't can't really get set. They don't know who they're going up against the next line. I think that's a, a method that works really well for the Blues. I don't see why they change it. Uh, it's going to be a fun series. I don't know what's going to go. I hope it goes 7 if we lose. And if we win, I hope it doesn't go 7 because I don't want to have to deal with that. All right. There you have it, guys. Blues and six. Again, I'm saying blues and six. There we, we have it. Go watch it. Again, this week, busy, busy week. Cardinals with seven games on the road. you got the Blues starting uh, Tuesday night. you got the NBA playoffs starting Tuesday night as Mother Nature takes over Caleb's throat as well. Uh, you've got the, the NBA. Ah! I didn't like that at all. <laughs> and you've got um, – now I'm, now I'm off of the NBA playoffs starting. You've got college softball regionals and college baseball – Conference, guys, nothing but awesome stuff to watch this week. Obviously, the weather looks like it could be beautiful as well. Get outside as much as you can and enjoy that. Cardinals will come home for a pretty good homestand, I think, here coming soon. Once again, uh, can't thank you guys enough for everything. If you can, find us on your favorite podcast platform. Give us a five-star rating. We greatly uh, uh, appreciate that. As always, continue to continue to find us on our Twitter, at un- more underscore noble, at calebnoble08. On Facebook, obviously, at the More You Knowable Sports Podcast. We have really enjoyed your interaction with us. Uh, if there's anything you'd like to hear from us, we'd be glad to hear that. But we can't thank you guys enough. Get out there, watch West Coast baseball, watch the Cardinals, go Blues. Let's have a fantastic week. Stay safe, take care of each other. We'll talk to you soon. Cheers. The More You Noble. The More You Noble. The More You Noble. It's The More You Noble. <laughs>